smile on your face. <laughs> Three. With her ID. <laughs> Every yeah. picture has her ID. <laughs> you could get fucking busted are for pedophilia. Are we going right pedophilia. now? Yeah, we are li- what are you talking about? Child I'm pornography. Not. Dude, we're live. Eddie Bravo, how dare you? That shit would stand up in Eddie court. Bravo, how dare <laughs> you bring up shit that we were talking about off the air okay, I'm sorry. and start the fucking podcast off with that? It's my cousin anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Um, our, we are sponsored, as always, by The Fleshlight. You go to fleshlight.com. If you go to JoeRogan.net and you click the link, this is a place where you can go to and you get um, 15% off. And the um, what is the uh, code that you have to put in? Rogan. Rogan. And this is a Fat Boy Slim mix? Yes. Fat Boy Summer Mix 2010. You know what I love that the song that guy did? That uh, Weapons of Destruction. You know, is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, the one with... Uh, Christopher... Uh, no, Christopher Walken yes. did the video and is dancing. It's yes. a fucking badass video. Dude, all his videos or all his music's pretty good. I've, I really never really got into him, but that one really grabbed me. Our, our guest, as always, my buddy, Mr. ST, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Woo! Bravo of 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Of, um, you can go to uh, twitter.com slash Eddie Bravo. And um, where else can they get your shit? You, you still have a MySpace page up with all your music, right? Yeah, but I think two, to two people. Uh, eventually, man, I'm like behind on every fucking thing, man. I got to put out the mastering, the Twister DVD. I, dude, I'm so behind on everything. So, so, um, like musicians are still using MySpace. Some of them, right? Because it's convenient, right? Yeah, it's got that music player that you could see your uh, your views or your hits. That's pretty important to music. That's super important. If you have thousands of hits on one of your songs, people are going to go, oh shit, let me check that out. If there's four hits, people are just going to bypass right. it. Right, and when you embed um, a video, you can't embed it with the number of hits in it. It can't show. That must be something new. I I don't know about that. No, no, no. I mean, if you embed like a YouTube clip, all you see is the, the window. You don't see how many videos or how many people have watched this video. No, but that would be <clears> a, a, a good feature. I think, but no one goes on MySpace anymore. You know, I'm always on my website, 10thplanetjj.com. I'm on that motherfucker, like, you know, like Joe on Twitter and shit. All day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if they want to see your music, though, they should. My music, they could still go to myspace.com slash the twister. Those are all old videos and shit that, you know, like they're like three or four years now old, so, but they're still badass. Brian Reichel, what are you doing over there, buddy? Just fine tweaking the audio. Fine tweaking. Fine Brian tweaking. has become quite a uh, podcast mogul. He's been uh, broadcasting not just this podcast, but the uh, the unfortunate Brody Stevens project. Yeah, that was. Did you watch any of that? Yeah, you I did. Watched didn't. a little bit of it. Well, what, what Keep was it your going comment? and call it that? The unfortunate Brody Stevens project. <laughs> That's a Call good idea. it that, Brody, right? He looks like he's going crazy. Yeah, then that way he's allowed to get crazy. I though. just think I need a yeah. taser, though. You know, I think if we do that, I need a well, taser. Well, it's a character, you know? He's yeah. in character. It's, yeah. just, it's like, I think it works great for stand-up comedy, but I think for a podcast, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was hard, because I felt bad. For the last episode, he, he brought his roommate on again, and he screamed at his roommate the whole time, to the point where his roommate, I, I saw look like close to him, and his cheek was twitching, because he was so upset. And then I went outside, because <laughs> I was freaking out. I went outside, and uh, he comes running outside and goes, like in the middle of an interview, he just took off, and Brody was just left there on the couch going, ah, well, you know, I don't know what he was doing. But the guy's like, I can't take this anymore. I don't know what to do. I can't take this anymore. And like he was, wow. like he just got raped. That's what, <laughs> that's, what, that's what the conversation was. And that's when I came to the conclusion that what happened is, is that 
they act Ugh. together. Him, Brody Stevens, and his roommate act together like if a couple were to break up and they had to live together for like three months. You know, like that that oh, anger, that's the kind of that anger. They have. They ha- yeah. yeah, and it's. I don't know, man. It freaks me out. That's some real fucking anger, too, man. You ever been around someone when they, they, they're breaking up, but they still haven't moved out yet, and then the chick starts seeing another dude, then they have complications, or the guy starts seeing another chick? Woo! Fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah no, no. That, that, that would never happen. I would never put myself through that. I mean, you have to be a broke stern, understand, or some kind of... I don't know what's going on with the lease or something. Maybe there's like a lease problem. They're both Some on the lease. Some people just love drama. Dude. Fuck they that. can never figure it out. They can never figure out how to be cool to each other. Oh, From the v- moment of the relationship, it's just a, it's an eventual explosion. It's like how, how fucked up does it have to get before it all falls apart? The only way I could understand a situation like that is girl breaks up with boy. Boy is begging for girl back. Girl goes, you know what? We're not getting back together, but I'm fucking staying here for two more months because I paid the rent. And boy's like, fuck it, stay. I, it, it's like it's going to get... Give them more time to maybe change your mind. You know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I could kind of see that. When I broke up, I lived with a chick a long time ago. The first chick I ever lived with. Very nice girl, but we were both kids. You know, I was 21. She was 20. We were both retarded, right? And uh, when uh, when I lived with her and we broke up, there was a, a period of time, like for like two weeks, we were still together. And she was still like staying in my house, but we, we, were, we were not together anymore we had broken up so she had started dating other dudes and i'd started dating other chicks and you know she would be cool with it and then like she would tell me about dudes and i wouldn't get jealous but i would tell her about a chick and she'd get mad at me within two weeks oh yeah, she's yeah. already telling Dude, you yeah, about we're 20 years dudes? old man 20 Whoa. years old you're retarded you don't know what the fuck's going were on were you in love with her no i mean I probably not no yeah. no no, no way. definitely not because i didn't freak out when she left although i did like try to get her back and I, I came off like a huge faggot i don't know if you've ever done that before like when you get devastated by a chick and then you try to figure out a way to bring her back it's almost like an ego thing really it's like the relationship was boring did she break up with you yeah 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 she broke okay, up. okay that that hurts now yeah. um how long were you guys living together before not that long, man. It did not last very long. It was a disaster. Six months? Maybe something like that. That's not that's, even. You can get deep in six yeah, months. Yeah, maybe not even. I don't even think it was six months. She was a nice kid. We were just young and stupid. And But she started banging other dudes, and I started banging other chicks. And it was it was real weird because we were living together. Yeah. And every now and then, like, she would get horny and I'd fuck her anyway. It would, it would be, it was very strange. It was like retard, retard relationship shit. Like, yeah. the shit you do when you're 21. Usually, generally... When someone breaks up, the girl generally, for most people, the girl can has so much more power than the guy. The girl can bang ten dudes that day they broke up. Like the guy with might, that, yeah, yeah, the guy I'm might not that. be able to get laid for a couple weeks, true. right? Yeah, true. <laughs> he hasn't been in the game for a while. Unless you know? the reason why they're breaking up is because the guy found someone new already. That's true. That's true. Back in Boston, man, where I lived, it was way harder to meet people. This is not the same place, man. People are not nearly as friendly. It's not nearly as easy to go out and meet people like in a bar or club or whatever. It's a fucking grind. It's not easy. Yeah, and everyone's in jackets. You really don't know what the fuck you're getting. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting, man. You get to look at girls' jeans. Woo! How how vacuum sealed are these fucking things? What's even at clubs, there? even at clubs, you really can't tell. So some girls can cover their fucked up shit with the dresses. <laughs> you get them naked, you're like, whoa, fuck. Plus, <laughs> plus they God confuse damn. you. They confuse you. With I did not expect that. Shit, you know? <laughs> They like you go out to a club, they they got glow sticks, they got glitter, they got fake fake You're eyelashes. Drunk, it's dark, and they got so much fucking makeup on, and they're covering their how shit crazy. up strategically. They know how to cover them rolls up. How crazy is the idea of don't a wear nightclub? Blue. 
How crazy, crazy is the idea of a nightclub? You go to a place, it's a designated meeting area where everybody goes that supposedly is single and wants to fuck. You know, it's like, can you get it? That's the big question. Can you meet? Can you meet somebody? Are you compatible? Do you get it? But we're going to provide you with music so you get to move around and grind against each other. We're going to give you drinks so you make shitty decisions. We're going to set you up in a place where there's probably going to be people that are selling drugs if we were going to do something more fucked up. It's all together in one big spot, and, and we stay open until 2 o'clock in the morning. That's one place I never pick up chicks at, though. I never pick up chicks at the dance club, because if I'm dancing, it's I'm acting a fool. I'm not like taking it serious, like breaking it down. You know what? I was totally the opposite. Like For me, I swear, for me, when I was like 21, 22, the way I would make moves on a chick yeah. is I would find the best dancer and then dance with her. And I always yeah, felt so you, like I could just, I could get them with the dancing. Do you watch I swear Glee? To God. Do you watch Glee? Huh? Yeah, did you like learn how to dance? <laughs> yeah, Man, I was dancing before my I could even walk. My aunts would just hold me up because I had two aunts that were a couple years older than me and they would just hold me up and everyone, we would be dancing like fucking fools all the time. Do you still I was, dance I went to school while? dances. I was always dancing, huh? Do you still dance one, once in a while? If I'm at a club and they're playing some good shit, yeah. you know, some good fitty scent or something, some new ludicrous or something, cool. I'll be dancing. It's got to be good, though. Oh, shit. Shut that shit off. <laughs> That's wake the fuck up. No, you know what that is? That's an alarm. Call your business manager. Check on your funds. Like, every day it goes off. Keep, keep that shit going every day, but... I usually so it's like it. a wake up reminder to you check your fucking money, check, dude. Check Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, you been, spending too much money? I don't keep track of it. Yeah, that's my problem. Now, when you get a business manager, I don't have to keep. I'm, I like you know. I always envied you, man. How many years did we know each other, and you had a business manager, and I had to handle all my shit, do all my taxes. You never worried about shit since I've known you. You just have a credit card, and you don't worry about shit. I remember a couple times you told me, "Go, man, I could have." Two million in the bank. <laughs> um, all right. I didn't want to disclose that. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, Eddie, do, do, hey, Eddie, do you like comic books? <laughs> Have you? Did you grow up liking comic books? Um, no, I never read comic books, man. I wasn't into it. I was. Uh, I hated. I hated superheroes, man. I wasn't into them. I was Spider Man for Halloween, and it's so weird playing the role of like a superhero at a uh, a party. Like uh, I went to this huge party, and I was dressed up as Spider Man. And I realized when I had to walk around the party, I was walking around the party like I was Spider Man. Like I wasn't just stepping. I was like. Like I didn't do it on purpose. I just what? It was so. What's wrong? With I was I was really stoned in it. I don't know. But it was weird, man. Was, so you're really stoned. You you thought you were a Spider. Well, I just caught myself walking different. This is the same dude, by the way, that said that he doesn't like certain video games because now when he sees buildings, he wants to jump from one building to the other because he's played <laughs> this in games. He actually thinks that he could go do that. No, no, no. He, what you I know was, what? You're, you're getting <laughs> lost in the character, no, no, which was, is totally cool, man. No, I was talking about uh, I played so much of this particular video game in a short amount of time, like 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 all day long, that it got to the point where I was driving and I would just like kind of space out and think, oh, hey, look, that building. I could jump on that. I could see that. You know what I mean? I yeah. Guess, you know, you're, thinking, you're thinking of retarded shit yeah, you yeah. never usually want to talk about, but right. you're thinking about that shit. Right. Like, man, like I'm actually thinking about the fucking video game. Jumping right around. Yeah. Just because you played it. Smart. How many hours straight do you play it? Uh, at that time, I played it for like all day long. Like I'd wake up, play it, go to bed. You know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, People for like a that? month. For a month though, that was the only time Fuck. I ever became addicted. People to it. People do that. Yeah. My little nephew—that's his problem right now. They got to take away that fucking game controller. 
because yeah. he plays all fucking days, fucking up his grades and all that shit. And my sister's like, "Oh, we only let him have that video game on weekends." And they got they take the controllers and they fucking hide them. He goes looking for it. He breaks into the fucking room. So all they really need to do is have like a video game controller like dealer at school, right? <laughs> you have your little side yeah, one right? you can plug in. How easy is that? I'm real lucky that I didn't have video games when I was a kid. I mean, we had like stupid like. The ones on TV that you'd play, like, uh, I forget what they were, but they weren't, you know, like, I think Mike Tyson's Punch Out, I think we had that. I think that was like when I was around high school. I had Atari, the old Space yeah. Invaders. Yeah, I had that, that was it. That yeah. was all I had. That wasn't that addictive. I mean, it was okay, but there's nothing like Call of Duty dude, or. Dude, I, it was amazing back then. Space Invaders at your house? Yeah. It was amazing. Like, Fuck. Yeah, but I'm talking about the sheer addiction value of it. It's not even close to the video games today. No. These are people no. are having real problems with their kids starving. It's yeah. like a regular basis because they're not feeding their kids because they get lost in these mu massive multiplayer wor uh, world games. Yeah, really like World of Warcraft. Yeah, so. like these World of Warcraft games, man. This be it substitutes these people's lives. Like the Sims and there's a Farmdale girl just beat her kid to death because the kid was crying and, and is interrupting her Farmville game. Yeah, it's fucked up. You know that new Call of Duty game that came out last night, Modern Ops or whatever. I don't even know what the name of it is. I just saw that it's in 3D. Whoa. It's one of the first video games to like release to be made Holy to be played shit. on a 3D TV. So you know that 3D we saw the other day at this by Holy shit. Imagine playing Call of Duty now. Dude, I did not realize how badass 3D looks now with with a, a movie that's animated for 3D and then you get one of those 3D glasses and you watch on the new 3D TVs. It's fucking incredible, man. It's just like it's overwhelming. Like, you look at it, you're, you're just going, whoa. Isn't it weird that it's finally taking off? I mean, I, we had 3D back when I was 10. But it's not taking off. You know? Off. It's the problem not? Is it's a huge fucking trick. It, what, it came out almost a year ago. You know how many Blu-ray DVD 3D movies that they're out? Right? It's like two, right? Two or, two or three. I think the third one just came out the other day. Or something but, like, like HD, the same thing. There wasn't that many HD channels. Right. But the, you stick around. There's no way 2D is going to fuck with 3D. 3D... Porn's gonna take over all. That. They're making all movies in 3D now. Like every they shooting porn in 3D. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing it for a while. Wow. That's the only way to bring porn back. How are you gonna do 3D? You can't download 3D, and then Ooh. ultimately you'll be able to down. Ooh. It's gonna make a big. So comeback. should we invest in porn? Is that like a, a 3D porn market? It's gotta be. That's actually smart. That's actually that does make sense. You can't man. download the that bruises shit. pop off the TV right the into your living room. Pop off the TV. <laughs> you can smell the fuck. dude for sure. For sure, they're gonna have loads coming at you. You're gonna have to dodge. Them, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Will you dodge them? No, they're going to come right at the screen and they're going to shoot <laughs> to the girl's face and she's going to be like covered in loads. Ew. Ew. Yeah, you're going to see the loads coming from behind the camera what or something, right? Imagine if, see... it, imagine if it was so good, though, if you had a wall projection TV and the legs were just being wrapped around you. You know, It's, it's really going to be gay porn that takes off from 3D because what can a girl do in 3D while she's having sex? Like the titties coming at you? Yeah, how many, it looks how often? better. It's just dildos, it looks better. Pop, you know, dildos. The, the, Depth is way better. When yeah. it's not just that you know you have like tricks. Right. That was like old 3D. Like yeah. you remember Jaws 3D? Yeah. There was only one thing that happened: that the shark went through the glass. You're like, ah, oh, he's coming. Absolutely. Yeah. But the rest of it was bunk. It was like tricks. But now it's not tricks. It's like they're doing depth. That, yeah. It's like that. What was the monsters versus aliens? That yeah. was the animated show that we were watching. That was in 3D. Yeah. It was insane. It was so vivid, and there was so much to it. There was like, it was the 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 depth was like, it was like really shocking. Yeah, it, 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 and that's what it's going to be. Pretty soon, it's going to be like where you look at your wall, and it's like you're looking into the next room. Yeah, that that's what's going to be like. You're yeah. watching Seinfeld, like as if Seinfeld was.
was in your house. Right, right. You know, that, that's what it's I mean, going to be. It's got to. If, if, if it's gotten yeah. this far, right. I mean, what it looks like is pretty fucking incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, way better than the movies. Because movies yeah. are big. What would happen? My shit went. Bro, we lost uh, one of the channels for the head. It's oh, there back. it goes. It's back. It's what back. happened? All I'm saying is that you can get more creative with gay porn. You know, yeah, with I lost the loads. Again, We're losing. We're, you got a bad connection on the headsets. Yeah. All right. So, anyways. It's in there, yeah. But yeah, what I'm saying is, it, is it looks way better than the movies because movie theaters, it's it's like kind of shitty resolution. It looks like grainy, you know. Even if it's a giant, it's better. Even if it's a giant screen, it's not nearly as good as like a giant, like 55 inch plasma screen. Right. You know, you, the depth that you get when you look at like a, a real good TV. It's like the resolution is like way crisper. Did you see Jackass in 3D? No, that was, was using old school 3D technique. So like shit. dildos coming towards your face. Kind of. So Jackass that wasn't was. using depth. That was act. They actually slowed down like things so you could see it come at you. And, <laughs> yeah. and it, they really, that was the best movie that for the 3D content. Yeah, really. It was awesome for 3D. All, I kept, 3D all I kept thinking about is, I mean, they're, they're getting fucking some head trauma going on they're really jacking their heads up for sure yeah. at least one of those dudes one of those dudes is gonna have lou gehrig's disease Are you oh, after definitely. watching that show on um, brain brain trauma that uh was it real sports yes what it was yes are you more aware of that shit oh yeah the whole time i was watching jackass i'm like god damn it's funny it's all fun and games right now you're making a lot of money but they're really fucking themselves up Dude, I, I mean, saw, I saw the saddest interview with Michael, uh, not Michael, um, with um, <clears throat> Muhammad Ali when he was Cassius Clay. And he was talking about retiring when he got to be a certain age. He goes, I don't want to be one of them fighters that's old and been hitting the head too many times. is talking duh, 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 duh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, indeed. It was like, it was so creepy to, to listen to that. Like, you, you're the king of duh, duh, duh. You're the guy. I mean, if you talk about anybody where anybody looks towards uh, someone getting damaged, you know, from fighting and it being a sad case, he's the one. And there's a lot of people that are trying to say that he has Parkinson's and it's not related. The fuck it's not related. That's that's a bullshit, politically correct argument. Yeah, he's got Parkinson's. What does that mean? It means his fucking brain is falling apart. And why do you think he has it? You don't think that has to do with the fact that he got battered in the brain for like uh, decades? You don't think that has something to do with that? That's crazy. They had this thing on 48 Hours with Jerry Quarry. Jerry Quarry was like this great white hope from the 1970s. And they followed this dude around. And he was um, like 53 years old when he died. And they followed him around when he was 50. And he was gone. Gone. There was nothing there. He had no idea what was going on. Didn't know how to write his name. His brother had to help him write his so name. So he had Lou Gehrig's disease. He had everything. You know, he had pugilistica dementia. That's what they call it. That's what they were calling it. You know, as far as is it Lou Gehrig's disease? Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease is, is the same thing that Stephen Hawking's has. It's uh, uh, your, your, your body loses its ability to move itself. There's a bunch of different yeah. things. I mean, Muhammad Ali has Parkinson's. You know, this guy had, you know, pugilistica dementia, which is just dementia brought on by being punched. The whole deal is, is, you know, it's it's scary because we see it all the time, man. We see guys getting jacked in the head all the time. You know, it's a big part of what we do. It's real shit. Yeah. So much fun to watch, though. <laughs> Thank yeah. God there's dudes willing to put their brains on the line for our entertainment. Well, it's just they got to know when to stop. That's the thing. I mean, you can do it a few times. You can, you can even get shut off a couple of times. But you got to know when to stop. And it's, everybody's when is different. And that's when it gets tricky. 
You know, no one could tell you. Remember Alistar Overeem when he was getting knocked out all the time? Alistar Overeem was getting, like, jacked over and over again. Sergey Karatanov jacked him. Chuck Liddell jacked him. A lot of guys stopped him. I think he's been stopped, like, seven or eight times. At least six. So, I mean, he had been beaten up a bunch of times, both in kickboxing and in, you know, in in an MMA. But then all of a sudden, he makes his fucking tremendous comeback, and now he's one of the best fighters in the world. So it's like you can't never say that a dude's done because he made a sick comeback and then made a sick comeback in striking in K1. You know, the fact that he was able to have that kind of success in just straight striking, I mean, that's, that's pretty goddamn impressive. So you can't tell a guy to stop because I would have told Alistar Overeem to stop. You know, who the fuck do you, when do you draw the line? Is it five KOs? Is it four KOs? You know, I think Peter Ertz has been stopped some crazy amount of times, like 14 times over the course of his career, just something nutty like that. Damn. Think about that, huh? Yeah. What if, what if they find out? What if they find, because jujitsu is fairly new. What if they find out that, you know, if you get choked out, like, unconscious, like, from a rear naked choke or a darse or something, like, 20, 25 times, that you're you're susceptible to get Lou Gehrig's disease just from getting, turn, you know, put Just from sleep. getting shut off like that? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, I would say that they know that you can be deprived of blood to the brain for a certain amount of time before there's damage set in. But how do they know that? I mean, they they know that people have gotten damaged because they had blood shut off to their brain for X amount of seconds, or X, or is it a minute? I mean, how long? How what is the amount of time where you start getting brain damage? Remember when we talked about this once, where you're saying like if you really hated somebody, you'd choke them out, but not to kill them, just hold on for ninety seconds and yeah, that's, retarded. That's a character I wanted to develop, man. A guy who's like he's like a like a Dexter, or you know, he just kills people, but he doesn't kill them. He just chokes them out just for. 58 seconds just to turn him into a vegetable so he doesn't he doesn't go down for murder no one knows how this person became a vegetable and he just you know make it a romantic comedy <laughs> and then like one dude and the conflict is after he chokes a girl out he becomes a lover he does it for money he's just like the secret assassin he's not killing anybody he's just turning your enemies into like you pay him and then one guy he didn't choke long enough and the guy can kind of talk and he's trying to bust him out so he has to figure out how to fucking get near him again to choke him out and the guy's like he's like pointing at him. he's like mm, I gotta put this motherfucker in an arm triangle one more time <laughs> but um <laughs> But um, did you yeah. say, so that missile thing? A lot of people don't know this, but there was a missile that was fired last night off of the coast of uh, California, California, like Malibu yeah. area. Yeah, I heard it on Carson's uh, radio show this morning, and he said that you know he that's where he lives. He didn't see anything, and he had all these. Whose radio show? Carson Daly. Carson Daly has a radio show. Yeah, on K Rock, I think he does. Yeah, in the morning. K Rock is Kevin and Bean. Uh, I think is it's he on after, after it, maybe. Okay. Maybe after. Uh, but he, he, uh, he was saying that he didn't see anything, so he had all these callers call in, and then it was like two hours later, everyone said they saw something, hmm. but not with the time that everyone else is saying. So, well, they have pictures of it. Yeah. It is. is the, something happened. Yeah. There was one before that happened. I remember I was driving. I was in Hollywood, and um, the sky was like, it was just turning dusk, you know, so it was kind of like half dark, half light. And they launched a rocket, and you could really see whatever this thing was, this missile. Mm -hmm. You could really see, like, the contrail behind it and everything. It was pretty dramatic, you know. And then they had to, you know, tell people that they do these things at night and that this one uh, was, uh, you know, was from out of Edwards Air Force Base, I guess. And they shot it at night, but it was just not dark enough. They miscalculated the time so people get to see it. So it's like, what do you mean they just shoot shit up in the air? Did they do this all the time? Yeah, my friend that's in the Navy says that they shoot missiles all the time. 
where do they go? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> probably aim them to the they water. Shoot dead missiles, and they, yeah. Imagine if you were in a fucking rowboat and nobody knew you were out there, and you got hit in the head by a missile. Ugh. Just a random. I mean, people have been shot. They've been shot by people shooting up in the air. Right. And the bullet goes up in the air and then lands on people. That's happened a bunch of times. Right. Could you imagine if you got hit in the head by a fucking well, missile? I wonder what Alex fishing? Jones is saying about this missile thing, or if he even knows about it. Oh, he'll. What would he say? How would he say? Basically, the New World Order, the elites. I'll move. I gotta move my phone. <laughs> the New World Order, the elites. I don't know what the fuck would he say. He would say something stupid. <laughs> it was about, Obama. Yeah, we'd say something about life extension. We had a crazy uh, experience in Texas with Alex Jones with Joey Diaz. <laughs> what happened? Joe what did I miss? Diaz lit the Alex Jones show on fire. <laughs> he went off. Alex Jones fucked up, and this is where he fucked up. He had Joey come on, and it was his idea to bring Joey into the room. He's talking to me about what about chemtrails? What about what about what's going on with the environment? You know what's going on? With the, what about they're they're gonna kill the dollar? So he's got all this uh, stuff that he's bringing up with me, and then uh, Joey's outside, and we're just talking kind of like straight real conspiracy theory Alex <laughs> Jones style. But he brings Joey in, and we, we we were at the end of the show, so he goes, "Well, we're gonna go into overdrive right now, and we're going to overdrive, super secret overdrive." Uh, it's uh, live on the internet, but uh, you know you can swear. It's all right. It's not FCC, but don't try not to swear. So he fucked up. He gave the green light to Joey. He let Joey know that Joey can just go off. And so Joey starts going off. First of all, he's going off about Cuba, about how what, what did this, he say? this is a free country. Well, the, the real when it really went awry was when he started talking about smuggling drugs. <laughs> he goes, I got here on the plane. I had the, the sack under my ball sack. I put the sack of weed under my I was stinking like a motherfucker. And he's going, no, no. You know, Alex Jones going, no, you didn't. He goes, no, I did. It was under my left ball. My left ball is bigger <laughs> than my right ball because I'm right-handed. I thought I had cancer for a while. So he, <laughs> and he just goes deep, Joey Diaz. As, as, and as Alex Jones is going, well, no, no, that didn't happen. No, he goes, it did happen, cocksucker. Obama, freedom of speech. So he's he's going fucking crazy, and um, Alex Jones can't figure out what to do, and I am laughing my balls off. So as I'm laughing, you know Joey, if if he's got an audience, and that audience is laughing. Joey knows how to finish. It rages. The deal. It, it rages. It rages. He gets red. He yeah. starts getting sweaty. He knows how to finish the deal. So he's going off about how stinky this weed is under his ball sack, and then he go through the X-ray machine, and he thought he was going to have to get arrested, and then the more more Alex Jones. Protest the crazier guy. Yeah. So Joey finally, you know, Joey stands up. He always likes to stand up when he's going to end something and walk away. Yeah. He's in a fury, a frenzy. Yeah. He goes, Joe Diaz, Facebook, Twitter. He stands up and he goes, <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your health. Stay black because that's the most important thing. Stay black. <laughs> and the whole time he's screaming into the microphone to make it worse. You know, he's screaming. just like, Take this. He's like, grabbing the microphone with his big paws and screaming into it. <laughs> the best part is when he first walked into, like, Alex Jones' his studio is set up where the camera's facing him, like, directly. And he, Joey just stands right in front of it and leans down on one knee right in front of the camera. So if you look at the, the, the video, if you can find the video anywhere, like, it's just Alex and then this big head, like, blocking his, his, his view. And then it's the cameraman all scrambling for new shots, and it's all like Joey Diaz's head covering everyone's faces. Joey it's Diaz, so funny. He's a fucking national treasure, man. You, you, you realize moments like this. I mean, I'm giving it no justice here describing it. I'm trying to describe it right. You got to see it. We, we're gonna have it up in a video. It's, yeah. I mean, it's available online. You can see the whole thing. But we'll, we're gonna edit it yeah. and put together the right parts and a whole video of the whole Austin trip. Yeah. 
Austin was and always is the shit. Every time I go there to film, it seems like magic happens. That is one of the best cities in the fucking state. Or rural. One of the best cities in the world, man. Yeah, rural. It really is. Because <laughs> it's... Well, it is one of the best cities in the state. <laughs> yeah. It's also one of the best cities in the country. And if this is the best country in the world, then that's yeah. one of the best countries or cities in the world. I just fucked that whole thing up. <laughs> Dude, the, not only is what? the food Ever. amazing, everywhere you go, the food is fucking amazing. Everywhere you go, yeah. the women are beautiful and awesome and nice and p- love to party People are friendly. There, man, yeah. it's a friendly place. There's a few spots like that in this country, man, where people are friendlier. That's one of the best ones. Austin, Texas, is one of the best ones. Fucking <clears throat> great music. One of the smartest ones too. Yeah, you know, there's just so many smart, cool, interesting people there. It's yeah. just, uh, it's a fun fucking place to do. Worst highways ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the GPS just queefs when yeah. it tries to find the exit. Well, for some reason, they decided instead of make their highways wider, they decided to stack them on top of each other. Yeah, it's like the the, the logic behind it is so strange. And if you make, make miss an exit, it's so impossible. Oh, you have to roundabout it. You're fucked. You're fucked it's because fucked almost it. every exit becomes a new highway. Yeah, in another direction. You're like, where's this one going? Yeah, it's death. It's death. If you if you miss a, if you miss a spot, you're fucked. Yeah. But other than that, it's the shit. Jessica the, always the, here. The first uh, clip that we got that was classic from Austin was the clam thing with Ari. Clam. They painted that whole green room too. Yeah. They redid that whole place. That was sad. <clears throat> they they these the green room in the Austin um, Cap City Comedy Club used to be covered with graffiti. And now it's just all painted. Yeah, and it was like famous comics. You know, uh-huh. some some comics are dead. dead yeah. yeah, like I think Mitch Hedberg was on there and stuff. And they just yeah. decided to paint this green over it. Yeah, it's I like, asked him, like, what happened? Burger King buy you guys out? Like, what the uh, fuck is this? Yeah, it felt like Ikea or something like that. Why would they do that? I don't know. That was the biggest fail ever. They should Somebody should take a picture of that green room and just call it fail. What someone should do is find photos of it all online and make wallpaper of oh, it and then glue it back I on the exact I have a lot spot. of the... I took, I've taken most of what it. What you should do is enlarge everything up high resolution like with some fucking Gene Hackman movie type technology where mm-hmm. they can take a big picture and actually make it look good yeah maybe we'll wait until like it's LCD wallpaper and I'll just email mm-hmm. them the photos now you're talking <laughs> bitch yeah how could they do that man that was that place in the Atlanta punchline that's another one the Atlanta punchline the green room is just covered with there's a, one of my favorite ones is stop trying to be Hicks <laughs> somebody had that as their avatar photo on the, the Rogan board for a while the best one was in the Austin one it was always my favorite and that's one thing I always think it's uh, pee on the toilet seat maybe it will keep women out of comedy no keep the toilet seat up oh to, uh, maybe it will keep women out of comedy uh, yeah. I was take my own life and mixing <laughs> it in dude I, I'm not a person that lifts my the toilet seat and pees I'm one of those pee guys through it? I pee through it because I grew up with my mom and my sister and I just use I just wash it every time. What? You piss all over the toilet seat and then no, you just wash no, it? No, no, no. My aim is amazing. But once in a while you get that one little teeny drop. So once in a while someone has to sit in your piss. No, because then I clean I always clean it with uh, water and uh, toilet paper. Hmm. What about soap? Huh? Yeah, was that enough? If someone pissed on your fork and then cleaned it with water and toilet paper, Joe, would you, you eat dr- off of you it? Dr- you drink pee. I don't. I, I don't think I have to worry about your little butt. But yeah, it's his pee on it. It's his pee. I don't do, do it every day, and it's not mine. It's his. It's a big pee. difference between if I said, you know, if I drank pee for a stunt on a radio show, or uh-huh. if I pissed in your mouth. These are two totally. Well, different it's like things, the old right? thing, like we used to always talk about: Do you stand wiping up, or do you sit down and go through the the legs? Me and Joe are both standers. Are you a stander? Fuck yeah, I stand. Yeah. See, you gotta get in there. I, yeah, I, the I wipe and then I jump in the shower. I don't. I just wipe once. You shower every shower. time. Usually. Every time. Wow. What if you're? You like, shower every time you shit. Unless I'm like at a public restroom, but my wow. shit's consistent at my. Wow. In the morning, I when I wake day. up, ten o'clock. 
I'm ready to go. I have a bidet. I never even use that thing. You have a bidet? Oh, yeah. Chris from Fleshlight. Did he tell you about yeah. the bidet? He has yeah. a bidet that has like a laser that finds your asshole, then shoots uh, the water at your asshole at the same temperature of your skin, and then it comes out with another laser that shoots and finds the hair dry, and it dries your asshole. Yeah. It's some. It, well, I heard about it in uh, Japan. They have these. They're toilet seats. It's yeah. not a bidet. It's right. actually a, Joel, a whole Joel. system. Yeah. Maurice, Maurice Smith. Smith. <laughs> Maurice called me up, and Maurice Smith uh, called me up. Like, Joseph, this is uh, a great business opportunity okay listen to this <laughs> starts telling me about toilet seats i tell you what it's not a bad idea because that's one technology that has not changed since me was i was a kid you were a kid like that it's the same wow you got cushion that's it why aren't we they perfected that shit yeah but no one's gonna no one's gonna buy them it's hard to get if it was three hundred dollars i would buy it three hundred bucks yes it's probably a lot more than that though it probably, probably really is man it's it it, it Lasers your asshole, yeah, man. That shit's got to cost like seven thousand dollars, dude. I, like actually, sheiks I'd... and shit probably <laughs> use that. You know what I mean? It blow dries you, dude. It has a it laser. <laughs> if it was five hundred dollars installed, I would buy it. No way. Five hundred bucks, you would. No it, yes. Hmm. The ones that are five hundred are gonna miss your asshole. But <laughs> it's gonna get your <laughs> yeah, I know. Your butt cheek. They're gonna hurt. They're gonna hurt your butt. It's gonna be pounding in there. It's gonna splatter all this shit around your balls. Throw some heat it. warmers on that. That I would do six hundred. They have warmers too. That's the other thing. They're heated. Yeah. The heated seat. Yeah. So sit down it's all warm and comfy put bluetooth on it seven hundred dollars bluetooth yeah. so you have calls from there yeah a call from your toilet wow. can you imagine had speakers behind you like really nice bose speakers wow. you're just sitting there talking but then the you, someone they, they hear the echo and they get mad at you are you shitting and talking to me <laughs> i told you to disconnect no. the bluetooth on the toilet it'll have like a jawbone it'll have a second microphone that's like outside and it'll mix you, the two you ever I'm, talk to somebody that gets upset at you when you're talking to them when you're taking a shit no i never no. they never figure it out i've told people before yeah. when they get upset I've told people, this, are you peeing? I'm like, yeah, I'm peeing. Is that okay? I can hear you. I, I like, face like Are we pretending we don't pee? Peeing ain't, pee ain't a big deal, but if you're on the phone and you shit and you like, your ass explodes like one of those <laughs> nuclear shits, you know what I mean? Where, <laughs> where you got to wipe, you got to clean the toilet. There's, right. there's only a few people I could do that with Ari. You, you don't usually want to do that like when someone's on the phone, unless it's your buddy. But if it's like a girl right. or something. Not for a business meeting. Yeah. I have FaceTime like, with Ari that? shitting. <laughs> Sometimes I you fart when I'm guys? on the phone, and yeah. I'm like, "Ooh, I hope they don't, they don't, they didn't hear that one." I gotta pull a butt apart. There was one. There was one time when Ari called me by Facetime, and he was shitting. So I was like, "You know what? I have to poop too. Let's do this. Facetime double shit." I haven't used the Facetime yet. Do you, you guys like it? Oh, it's great. Now they have a beta on your Mac, so you could Facetime from a computer to iPhone. So if somebody's at home, you'd be like, "Jump on your computer," you know, and I'll. Whoa. Fa- so now you can Facetime between those two devices. <laughs> when is that really necessary? It's like your girlfriend, and she's like on the other side of the world or something. Well, yeah, you know, you know we're all on kids. the road. We're your on kids. The road. That's about There's it. Is that? Yeah. Like your buddies, <clears throat> dude. Dude, get on Facetime, bro. He's <laughs> gonna fucking do that. Well, we talked about this before that eventually we're gonna have a little cameras in front of us on like fishing poles, you know, that are hanging from our it's hats. It's probably gonna be just not on like fishing poles. It's probably gonna be like hovering. Yeah, you know, it'll be like floating a- with you, right? It'll, it'll be a proximity <laughs> droid. We're gonna miss the best technology with the oldest technology. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't feel like fishing need- poles. <laughs> You don't feel the need for it, but I mean, that's what I said. used to say about text messages. Yeah. Remember I used to joke about it takes you four presses to get an S? Yeah. That was like a part of my act. Yeah, totally. The whole thing about, remember when we used to, the whole thing about Nextel, Nextel, they don't have walkie-talkies anymore, do they? They still do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think in they Brazil, all do. They all do. Brazil? I think in Verizon Brazil, Nextel is like fucking Burger King there, dude. They run shit. They failed in the States. They said, fuck it, we still got Brazil. What? Brazil? Dude, Nextel is huge in Brazil. Really? Yep. They love the walkie-talkie feature. 
It's on Verizon Man. too now. It's on all of them. You know, there's a funny story. There's um, there was this dude in front of uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and he was on a speakerphone, and he was talking by himself. He was just standing there by himself on the speakerphone, talking and talking out loud, and you can hear his conversation. And so I twittered. I said, "What is it about black dudes that like to talk on the speakerphones when they're by themselves? Like, what what is the deal with that?" And all these fucking people got mad at me. A lot of black people got mad at me. Yo, that's dickish. That was dickish. I go, "What the? Whoa, whoa, whoa." I didn't say shit about you, okay? I said, what is it with all these black people that like to talk on speakerphones? Just because you're black, and if you're doing that, I'm not dickish. I'm just observing. What is that? That's a weird thing that I don't see that many white people doing, but I see a lot of black people doing. And it's not a negative thing. Like what? There's a lot of fucking douchey things that white people do too, but I'm not being racist here. I'm observing something. Are you saying that I'm not allowed to observe because you share the same melanin content as this person I'm observing? And even though you're not even doing the same thing that they're doing, that's fucking ridiculous. We're, we're real close with racism in this country, man. We're real close to being ridiculous. Yeah, well, it is ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. You know, like, with especially, like, uh, the whole uh, anger between, you know, like, feeling like you have to fight somebody because of their race, you know? Like, there's people, like, beating up different races just because of what race Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, that's legit racism. But what I'm talking about is the opposite. I'm talking about f- people looking to point the finger at racism when you're really just uh, acknowledging something that's a fact. I'm just seeing something. I'm like, what? What? The fact that I said that they happen to be black. Yeah. Well, they so do what do they happen to be black? So why do they do this? Black. Why do these brothers be doing that? I don't know. They just do it. I don't know why they do it, but they. Oh, do you it. didn't get an answer? No, no one has an answer. No, but most people were saying they're attention whores, you know, and that's what, you know, I guess one of the reasons why people were getting mad at me is I was saying that black people are attention whores, which is not what I'm saying. I'm saying I see a lot of black people that like to talk on their speakerphone when they're by themselves. I don't see white people doing it. Doesn't mean they're not doing it, but I'm asking. I, it's like something I see. Am I not allowed to see things because people are black? Like, that's a tricky fucking road to walk down. That's nonsense. You know what? Maybe it's because they don't want to get brain cancer, and they're just, you know, more concerned about it than white people, dude. I know somebody that does that, though. I know somebody that only talks using the speakerphone function for some reason. Yeah, but not in public, outside. No, they, use, they, do, the it, they do it at Olive Garden. Who and is it? <laughs> Are they white? Esther does that? <laughs> yeah. You're, oh. She's black. She's black. <laughs> oh. Or at least she likes black dick, for sure. Why, why does she do that? Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. She records every single phone call between her and her parents, too, because it's that her parents are so ridiculous. But she's just really weird with her phone and phone calls. That's funny, man. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Do you really? No. Just trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing, man. There's you know? I've, There was a white girl at the airport who was talking her ass off, like just really fucking loud. Waiting to get on a plane, and it was kind of annoying. It's fucking annoying as shit, man. You can have a normal conversation. Just put that fucking thing up to your I ear. I usually cover. Yeah, way. I usually cover like my mouth with my hand. I don't want people listening. To There's my a shit. big difference between someone sitting there going, "Hey, yeah, what's up? What's going on? How you doing?" And someone going, "Yo, what's up? What's going on? What are you doing? Okay." And then what happens? And then the other person, <laughs> on the other, end, I'm thinking we're gonna come down there. All right, cool, cool. Like, why, why do I have to listen to your shit, man? This is loud. Maybe she just does it around me. Now I'm kind of paranoid that I said that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because I'm like, wait. You think she does it by herself? Uh, maybe I don't know. She only does it. She does it around me a lot. Maybe it's a, a security thing where she wants to do like, "Hey, I'm talking to this person." A guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not hiding it's just around con- me. Yeah, maybe. maybe. That's, wow, uh, she's being. respectful. I hope you don't fucking that's, start a trend. I, uh, she's being respectful. Yeah, but I should start doing it around her. I guess. 
There's a yeah. It can't be that though. It can't be that because if it was no way. We got a tricky thing in this world about people being too fucking sensitive. There's a lot of too fucking sensitive people that can't take a joke or even take a a, a conversation. How about this? There's Michelle Obama, Obama's wife, is uh, apparently the center of controversy because she shook a dude's hand. She's in Indonesia and there's a Muslim dude there and they were saying hello. You know, some they're meeting some dignitaries and she shook his hand. And it's like. All over the news. That's so retarded. All over the news. Oh, wow. Who's mad? She was being nice to somebody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the Muslims. They're losing their fucking minds. I can't wait. Oh, the Muslims are losing their minds. Yes. Very upset. I think I pulled it up. But um, anyway, the the fucking story is, it's very simple. Here it is. Michelle Obama shakes hands with Indonesian information minister. Whoa. Try saying this dude's name. Durka Durka? Tifatu Sembring. As Obama arrived in Jakarta in Indonesia, apparently a conservative Muslim minister in Indonesia who is being criticized for shaking hands with Michelle Obama, thus violating his pious claim that he avoids contact with women not related to him, as you know, as you're supposed to do in some sects of Islam. What the fuck, man? 2010, dude. This is in the news. Some woman shook a dude's hand. You know what the fuck, man? What? He, he just wanted to touch, get something that's touched Obama's dick. You think so? Yeah, he wanted a connection, like a Kevin Bacon connection to Obama's dick. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you get if you shake her hand, right? Yeah, you get all. You get it all. You get it all. You get the whole package. What would? What if she became president one day, Michelle Obama? That would be fucking awesome. Get a chick in there, and a, she's black. A, a black That's beautiful. Chick. That is beautiful. If she could be running shit, if if she was an exceptional person to run shit, I'd be down. You know, the thing about chicks running shit is, though, they have to be really good at running shit. They can't just be hot. That's the problem with this fucking Sarah Palin thing. There's all these faggots out there that think that she's good enough to be president because they want to fuck her. I was talking about this on stage. They think that life is like a fucking Kevin Bacon movie where you're the last vote that counts, you know, (laughs) and then she finds out that you're the one who got her elected president, so she comes to meet you, and an unlikely romance blossoms. You know, there's a lot of idiots that are willing to vote for Palin because they really do think she's hot. But I mean, look, if you can get some genius, brilliant woman to be running shit, I'd be just as down with that. But a dumb bitch? No. No. <laughs> She's never going to become president. No, Palin? No. Never. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say never, dude, because I would have never believed she would have the following that she has. But everyone knows, everyone that has had a TV for the last year and a half, two years, have seen every single skit with her. And even if you like her, you have that in the back of your mind. But only you do. You're not retarded. Yeah. See, dude, 50 plus percent of this country is almost yeah, retarded. True. Mm-hmm. There's a giant number of people that are so fucking dumb that there could be some other issues. Look, how about this Jan Brewer chick? Do you know who, he, who she is? She's the woman who was, uh, she was made governor of Arizona because the original governor left and went to, what, what is her name? I forget. Went to the Obama campaign. Anyway, the point is this Jan Brewer woman is nuts. She's nuts and old and can't fucking talk. And she goes on these debates and she paused. She went on a debate. She's debating with this other guy who's running for governor. She paused for 10 seconds, said nothing, just was stammering and not knowing what to do and moving her hands and shit. She had a full brain lock. This bitch lied about there being dead bodies on the Mexican border with their heads chopped off. Wow. And, and then everybody went, well, where are the bodies? Like, where's the autopsy reports? Where's the police reports? And 
and it turns out it was all just horseshit. She lied about her fucking father dying in World War II. Wow. She said, my father died defending the No, she didn't. He didn't die in World War II. He didn't, she made it up. He died during World War no, II. No, he didn't even. He's still alive. <laughs> oh, that's that was the ridiculous. guy was alive. Oh, he's still alive? Yes, nice. He's still alive. Maybe his soul got a piece of his soul died oh, during World War II. She's just a dumb II. cunt, more that's likely. Awesome. Now, she's the, she won. And you know why she won? Because she supports this crazy new immigration law. She wants to keep all the Mexicans out of Arizona. Hey, and most that's of, where I draw most the of line. Arizona is white people. Most of Arizona is crazy old white people. And they're like, you know. It's fucked up, man. Arizona is a nutty place, man. We have a good time there because people like to party and, you know, the shows are always fun there. People are always looking for fun stuff to do. But if you look at Arizona as a state, like, it's kind of a wonky fucking state, man. Totally. You're allowed to just have guns there, dude. You could just be walking around with a gun in your pocket. You have to with all the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> they got guns. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Bravo is Mexican. So before you start fucking yeah, he's to firing that. up your pen and getting crazy... With your hate mail and firing up your Twitter account. Yes, it's totally okay. I could fucking make fun of burritos all day. Do you have anybody that you're following on Twitter that uh, you're it, following just because they're dumb? That you can talk about? No, not that I could tell. Oh, well, you know, no. no yeah, you gotta be nice, no, right? Shit. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like ridiculously dumb tweets or funny tweets. In between shit, I'm not into, like... That when point. dudes just tweet like um, motivational shit that they've heard, like, come on, man, enough <laughs> of that shit. I love come motivational on. ones. Uh, I love like uh, dudes who are like older who give advice. Like Steve Harvey is my current favorite. Check this shit out. Is <clears throat> a tweet. I save him. I save his tweets. Your relationship with a man is either off or on. It cannot be off and on. Ladies, you have the power. Stop allowing the back and forth. Damn, he's like a black Dr. Phil. <laughs> well, first of all, how do you know that the chick isn't just looking to get some dick, all right? Yeah, it's off and on. People are crazy, man, and they yeah. can always work out. It's a trick. He's trying to get bitches. That's he's all trying to get them to like him. Appear yeah. sensitive, right? Is that yeah. what it is? Totally. Here's another one. Good morning. God will perform the unexpected time and time again if you just let him. Talk to God. Don't be too proud to pray. How many followers does he have? I prayed right after I heard that. How many followers does he have? I don't know. He's got a lot. Steve Harvey's a famous guy. I bet he's got... 100,000? Probably something like that. Yeah. I just hit 200,000. Bam, son. That's incredible. Thank you very much. That's pretty cool. to me. How many a day do you get normally, like, adders? A few hundred. A few hundred? Yeah. I like how it continues. Once you get to a certain point, you notice that you get an average of, like, a certain amount per day. I only have 16,000. I treat it like, you know, I, I, like, I treat it like, like a little... Like a little platform, like, like Farmville, a little, like a little comedy. <laughs> it's your Farmville world. You know, I mean, there's a lot of times where I get on there and I just promote gigs, or a lot of times I find like cool shit that I find online, like that um, uh, Italian song where that American guy or that uh, Italian guy was speaking, he was singing in an American accent, mm-hmm. like what what it was like gibberish. It wasn't real American words. Sim talk. But what he thought? Can you find that here? This is what. Yeah, it is. you just. Tweet, I would love I, to hear that. You just someone making fun of an yeah. American accent, yeah, but yeah. not really using it's, words. It's really interesting. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting, and it's kind of a cool song. And if you see the video, but that like I'll tweet shit like that or science tweets. I that was going to tweet something today. You know, they fired up the Large Hadron Collider and made thousands of little big bangs. 
things. They've started doing that, man. That's, that's become a that's become a reality. They're really doing it now. Nice. So they have all these photos at the CERN lab. It's fascinating, fascinating fucking shit, man. Yeah. But you know, so uh, there's that I do, and then I also like I I treat it like like it's a little audience. You know, I think you got to give people things, man. When you when you're looking to promote gigs and use the internet and shit like this, you know, you can't just promote. You gotta you gotta give them some shit too. So like the other day, I was watching Ancient Aliens. I spent like a whole hour just tweeting, talking shit on Ancient Aliens. That show, yeah, the new season, so bad. Well, the first season was incredible. The first yeah. season's awesome. They ran out but of shit like, to talk about. Yeah, they they're trying to, you know, it was it, it was crazy all the shit they were saying. But if you look at it this way, if you're if you don't believe in UFOs, then that sounds ridiculous. But if you do believe, if you like watch the Disclosure Project and you listen to all of Phil, Philip Corso's testimony, the guy who used to work for the used to be in the Pentagon and fucking head of nuclear energy in Europe and all that shit. When when you hear his confessions and like like the deathbed confession of General Ramey and and just if you if you if you believe in UFOs, then fucking anything is possible. Then that means they must have been here uh several times at least and if they were around during the greek time they must have tripped out on them that must have been a big news like these motherfuckers and they must have like talked uh, drew about i mean you know uh, uh, did you know uh, painted about it talked about it wrote some scripture about it or something it, it, it's not that far-fetched but they were coming to some like ridiculous conclusions like about like the paintings in india Maybe this was an alien. Well, the you know? Mahabharata, the, the, that's a, a fascinating text. The ancient text of uh, ancient Hinduism is, uh, is riddled with stories of, of flying things and, and um, you know, things that flew through the air. But you also have to realize that these people took a lot of drugs. These people were into heavy psychedelic drugs. I mean, mana to the, you know, in the ancient Hindu texts, they believe it's some sort of a combination of psilocybin mushrooms and a bunch of other different things. There's a bunch of debate about what mana is, but it's very clear that they were referencing something that connected them to the psychedelic world. And if it was something that connected them to the psychedelic world, you know, and I know, you're going to see some shit. It doesn't mean that the shit you're seeing is not real. You know, when you see, the, like when people think of hallucinations, like you think of, oh, you took a drug and you saw a monkey that wasn't really there. And he, you know, you, know, you, you think of something fake. But what you see a lot of times when you take psychedelics drugs is not like the rest of the world and then all of a sudden some new fake thing shows up. It shows you like a whole new world. It shows you like a whole hallucination world, which may or may not be real. You know, what, what, what might be happening when you take like big doses of any crazy drug is you might be tuning into the next door neighbor channel. You know, there might be, the whole world might be a fucking radio of a million different channels, and we might be on, you know, 106.4, and there's a 106.5, and it's right next door, and when you take mushrooms, you go there, you know? So, you know, these guys saying that they, you know, saw these flying things and talking about all these you know, majestic beings with all this wisdom, that very easily could have been drugs. Very easily. Yeah, it could be, there could, it could be both. I mean, yeah. just because you have a psychedelic experience doesn't mean that, um... I mean, the, the, I'm very, the, I'm very, um, I, I don't know how much I believe, very skeptical about crafts from another planet that come here that are metal and the, the traditional idea of like, you know, just doing a super advanced version of what we already do. I, I look at that and I go, I don't think so. This just seems too silly. 
It seems too a lot, of, a lot of testimony, dude. Yeah, okay. but it doesn't like, matter. There's a lot of testimony of people being raped by demons. You can go back in time and find thousands of not, people who but been it's not there's exercised. Not, yeah, but these people Which trials? These people aren't organizing and getting in front of the you know, in Washington, D.C. and the national press, and they don't have credible witness, like hundreds of them, and Philip Corso, and all these guys that, like, in their deathbed. Like, you watch the mm -hmm. testimonies, like, do you think these right. guys are lying? Okay. Well, so you much, know, I, that's true, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are telling the truth. It might mean they're wrong. It might mean that there's some crazy government experiments that they don't, they're not aware of. For sure. Of. I believe in that. I believe there's definitely a lot of the shit, maybe most of the shit that people see and report are our own government making shit. But if you listen to Philip Corso testimony, he's saying, yes, a lot of that shit is our shit. Did we Philip reverse... Corso say that he saw things himself personally? Exactly. Yes, he did. What he did he was, say he saw? Philip Corso was... He was part of Roswell, right? He wasn't at Roswell, but he was involved in like the shipping of stuff. He said he saw the bodies. He said that he was in charge... Physically saw them or saw the he physically, No, no, he saw them. He said he opened the coffin, saw them, and said, oh, shit. And he, he knew so much that he was in charge of taking crashed UFO shit and taking it to, this is what he said, mm -hmm. taking it to like Hughes Aircraft right. and McDonnell Douglas, getting reverse engineering. Well, the fascinating story about Roswell, and everybody thinks that Roswell is a st silly, stupid story, and no one knows exactly what happened. It could have been some sort of a Soviet craft that crashed. But the fascinating part is that they flew the wreckage in two separate planes because they wanted to make sure if one plane crashed, they had a good chance that the other plane would make it to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. They, ma they made sure they separated the wreckage. There's just so much evidence. Even like today with like the China, the, China, uh, the Shanghai airport, or a ch an airport in China closed down twice within a few months because there was some shit right over the airport. They didn't know what it was. They shut everything down. I mean, just shit like that all over the world. I mean, there's so there's actually is evidence. I mean, people are put away for life with no video, no pictures of the crime, just testimony. Man, they're just listening to testimony and putting people away for multiple life sentences. When you put all the evidence together, just look up Philip Corso with a C. What? There's Hours and hours of him just talking about it. He wrote a book about it before he was he was the old motherfucker. He was on Dateline and shit. I think an even more compelling <clears throat> one is uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Exactly. Who, who was working on Project Blue Book, and he was assigned to discredit UFO stories. He, what his job was, as he explained it, was when he would hear about something, he would come up with a reason that it was something else. Swamp you know, gas. Yeah, and swamp gas, yeah. circular ball lightning, all this different he shit. He was hired for that by the government, <clears throat> like in the 50s and 60s. And then, when Project Blue Book shut down, he dedicated his entire life to investigating UFOs and enlightening people on it. Totally. And he talks about it. I mean, there's interviews. He's like, I was... And then there's like a new theory now. The new theory is that the government wants everyone to believe in UFOs to keep their projects under wrap, like their black projects under wrap. I'm like, then what, what, is, what was this Project Blue Book and all this stuff where, where they were saying that it was swamp gas, that were trying to calm everybody down? Why were they lying? I mean, they would have just said, yeah, you know what? Um, we don't know what it is. It's probably from uh, another galaxy, but we don't know. But we're, we assure you we're going to do whatever it takes to protect you. If they really wanted people to believe in the UFOs, they would be saying that shit, not covering it up. So, I mean, if you look up, look at the Philip Corso t um, testimony, look at look up the Disclosure Project. There's already been at least two of them. I mean, these there's so much credible and like like the top scientists of Europe all got together. I forget what, what the committee's called, like international groups. They came together in France 
and they looked at all the UFO testimony and all the shit, and they said 15%, it's probably beings from another galaxy or another solar system. That's what they said. All of them could have been explained away, but the 15%, they said, hmm, this is... That's probably a weird conclusion though. Yeah. Why would they not conclude that it was something from this earth that we haven't discovered yet? They, Especially when you look at the ocean. Well, this is that's what they concluded. They concluded that all the other shit, 85% of all mm. the shit they like, that could be man, that could be man-made, that could be this. This is probably some reflection off the sun. 15% they said the it's most likely because based on the pictures and the way they they, had, they got some shit from like satellite pictures of craft coming from the top down mm -hmm. that they couldn't explain. They're like, man, what the fuck is moving? You know, they have, there's I've so seen much some shit. weird shit of things moving and then changing angles and changing yeah. direction and moving another way. The big, the big uh, incident that happened at the uh, U.S. military installation in the U.K., when there's 80 motherfuckers that saw this aircraft, three of them came up to it as it was parked. They touched it. They took notes. They're in the disclosure pocket. They, three of them went up to it, and 80 of them were all around going, right. holy shit. But that's possible that it was a drone. That's possible that it was something from America. That and they, when they, they said it took off, it, it disappeared. Yeah. It was gone. Well, I mean, I mean they said, if you have a drone, I mean, especially if we're talking about different alternative sources of yeah. power, we don't know exactly none of those, what None of those out. motherfuckers, and, and it came back. They sent a guy to look into it. And mm -hmm. that guy's in the disclosure project too. Like two days later, they sent the guy to calm everyone down. Yeah. And they came back and they saw it. And these guys are all. Th and the the when the military, the UK um, embassy, the the Ministry of Defense, there, there when the they came up to him and asked him, "What are we going to do about this? What was that?" They go, "This doesn't if it doesn't concern national security, we're not getting involved. If it doesn't secure, and we feel that it doesn't." It, it doesn't okay, it, but here's the problem with this whole story. Okay, you weren't there, I wasn't there. We're just talking about what we heard people talking about. We don't know exactly what went down, and you know, until you talk to these people, you don't know how many of them are full of shit, how many of them are exaggerating, how many of them are traumatized. That's why I say, based on the it. shit that you see, if you actually look into it and then you make the judgment, you're making the judgment, damn. You know, if you haven't seen the testimony, then yeah, you don't. We don't know what he said, or it doesn't. You're, no, ba listen, you're, you're what basing I'm saying it. Is it doesn't matter. It's all on testimony. When you're basing it on testimony, you don't know anything about these people. You you never know how much of it you're getting square. If eighty, and this is what they said too. They they said the response to the British Ministry of Defense saying if it doesn't if it doesn't concern national security, we're not going to get involved. Then 80, 80 people fucking hallucinated then and they got 80 no, people that 80, 80 people, people that are full of shit they got 80 people neither that it means is neither it means neither that's not true if it means that 80 people were not aware of what they were looking at that's all it means if, it, if military it's just a craft, people, okay. they're trained to observe they they're do. in them they're in okay. the military it doesn't mean anything if the military people that are in the know the people that are there at the scene of the crime or the scene of the landing if they're not aware of the technology that's available to the highest levels of government they're not aware of whatever experimental shit they're working on it might as well be from another planet so what are they going to say if they don't yeah, know no, about it of course of course nobody knows nobody was there but to make a judgment based on the testimony you can totally not believe it and go you know what I don't believe these guys. Or you could look at it and say, I'm going to look at it with an open mind. Fuck, 80 dudes that are trained observers. Three went up to it and touched it. They said they're saying it's out of this fucking world. Definitely. They're saying it. That's what they're... They're in the military. The uh, British Ministry of Defense is fucking not even looking into it at all. 
I, I mean, dude, I, the conclusion. I hear you, yeah. but it's still a bunch of people's testimony about you, something they saw. And then you they add, might not have known what they were seeing. And then you add all the shit around. That's just one incident. Then you look at all of it. You connect all the dots, and then you you know you can make a, a decision. And my decision, Mike, is that there's some shit going on. That's that's how I feel okay. based on my all that. decision is not that at all. My decision as is as there's a lot of people with a lot of stories, and we know for a fact that there are a fuckload of experimental government aircrafts that they use, whether sure. they're, they're manned or whether they're remote control, and you know all these people are just telling their version of a story, something that they saw. I believe that they saw something. I do not believe that they know it was from another world. So them even saying it was from another world, people want shit to be romantic. They want shit to be little gray men that come here in spaceships from Palladia's wherever the fuck they're coming from in the galaxy. They fall want that. They look for that shit. Fall in love. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all true what you're saying, but so, so you, you so don't believe that there's UFOs? What does this believe, man? You, you either believe, believe or you anything? don't believe. That's not true. That I believe not it. true. That is not true. You well, do not have to believe so you're that something right in the is real or something's not real. You just go, I don't know, because that's the only l rational explanation. Yeah, but... You can't say you believe because when you believe, you throw everything else out the out the door. You say, "Well, this is the, I believe there are UFOs. I believe that aliens have landed here." I don't believe that. I don't believe we know. I don't believe that we're absolutely convinced, and I don't believe. So you believe came you here. believe that Philip Corso was a crazy man and he was full of shit. What are you doing? Adding, adding words to what I'm saying? No, what I'm just saying that's based, like twelve year old shit. Based on <laughs> based on what you saw from Philip Corso, I believe he's out there sucking cock and taking it in the ass, and he's, he's doing drugs, and he didn't even know what he was saying. How about that? Is that better? I'm just Dude, trying Philip to. Corso is just a guy, man. I mean, he's a guy that said he saw some bodies, and he's a guy that used to work for the military. Is he credible? For the is Pentagon. He, he was yes. the head of head of nuclear energy in Europe. Okay, George Bush was the president. He's an idiot. Does it matter? Does it matter like how high he got up there? It's very clear to me that the entire government is riddled with fucking idiots. There's idiots all over the place. It, was he an idiot? I don't think so. He seemed like an interesting guy. Did he see some shit? I don't know. What did he see in those those bodies? What were they? Who the fuck knows? They might have been mutants. They might have been fucking radiation disasters. They might have been little children that had a disease. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how much he saw it. I don't know how close he got to it. I don't know you know what how much information he was really truly do you think oj is guilty i don't know if oj is guilty i would assume okay. he is there's a lot of evidence okay two dead people knives mm -hmm. blood in his car that's a little different than some dude who says he saw ufos and doesn't okay. know what it is so why did they let him free what the fuck are we talking about OJ for, man? That's silly. Well, that's, we're talking about evidence that's and silly. testimony and all that stuff. That's what we're talking well, about. Because we're the jury debate. system's fucked up. That's why. Because black people thought that it was one on their side, that they were going to release him, and if it did not fit, you must acquit, and they wanted to get back at the Rodney King verdict, and so they released him. That's why. Okay. That's nothing to do with UFOs. You guys are okay. like, a, like a couple that, that, that broke up, that well, have no, to live you have together. To be careful. You have to be careful when you start talking about things that you haven't yeah. seen yourself. This is just my opinion. I, I, I'm when, in the same way with you I, I i don't even if it was the most evidence ever unless i knew for a fact i saw it with my own eyes i and there's too I, much know, bullshit just, i i don't follow anything why stress out about it it's there's too much bullshit there's too many people are full of shit too many people exaggerate too many people twist the truth and there's a big business in talking about ufos and that's another thing to be careful of there's a gigantic business in writing books about this shit and doing lectures and seminars and these guys make a fucking good living traveling the country selling books and talking about ufos whenever you involve commerce in a very strange discussion like the discussion of the potential reality 
possibility of our, of intelligent life from other planets. Whenever you involve money in that and money in, in, in the stories, I mean, then it becomes like sort of a faction of show business. I mean, Whitley Strieber is one of the fucking biggest proponents of the alien abduction story and, you know, wrote books on it, Communion, and had movies made about it. And that guy is a fucking book writer. He writes books. He makes fiction. He makes fiction, and he created this whole thing about getting abducted by UFOs, and everybody took it as fact, and man, who the fuck knows if it's fact? You got a guy who's a professional fiction man, and you don't know. You don't know what's going on in his head. In his head. There's no evidence. It's like, it's like there may be UFOs. Absolutely there may be. There may be intelligent life from, out of, from other planets. Absolutely there may be, but you can't just jump on yes. Because you jump on yes. Who, did, I, did I just jump on you, yes? You jumped on yes. Did I didn't jump on yes. You said you, you know how much research I fucking, I'm obsessed with UFOs. I'm, I do a lot. I didn't just jump on it. I listened to a lot but of testimony. No, you said you believe. I didn't just jump, I, but I didn't just jump on it. Like I you're making it seem like, but you weren't, like I heard one testimony and then That's I not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying, look, if you listen to what I said, what I said was that you, unless you're experiencing it yourself, you don't know exactly what happened. When you're talking about people that are talking about crafts that they think were from another world, you don't know where it really came from. And that gets very, very tricky. And if you choose to believe or not to believe, you're jumping on one side or another. If you're saying, I don't think there's are UFOs, I think everyone's full of shit, you're, you're jumping on no. And if you say, I do believe, I believe they're here, you're jumping on yes. Even if there's a lot of what you think is evidence, unless you're seeing it yourself, unless it has been proven, which it clearly hasn't. It's clearly up for debate. Even though there's a bunch of people that come forward, whether there's a hundred or a thousand and they say they have crazy stories about things that move too fast, who the fuck knows what that is? Who knows? Okay. You don't believe in UFOs? Wow. <laughs> wow. Dude, are you, are you kidding? You're kidding? You're kidding, right? I'm not kidding. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I don't believe in UFOs. Okay. What I'm You're saying, saying you don't is, know. We, no one knows. None okay. of us know, man. You don't no, know no, no, no. That's what I'm know. saying. Believe, when you believe something, it's like, you know, for, like, based on the evidence, I believe there's some shit going on with other uh, galaxies well, and other... That's what I believe. It's possible that there's life on other planets. It's certainly possible. It's also possible that life is a dream. It's also possible that your life is imagination and you've made it all up. And I'm a figment of your imagination. And each player is in your life to provide you with some information and try to help you and move you along in a certain way. It's very possible that this life is not even real. It's very possible that I'm in your imagination and you're in mine and we self-create. There's a lot of different possibilities, man. That's possible. But whether or not there's UFOs because some people that you don't know who you've never met saw some things that you never saw and said they wrote it down and had conferences and discussions about it, I don't know. I don't know about okay. that. So, do you guys like sweet potato fries? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a tricky thing, man. It's We attach ourselves to what we believe in. And you uh, obviously are getting attached to this idea of, of UFOs being real because you've spent so much time and you've invested so much time being fascinated by it. I, I'm not I just fascinated well. with it. I'm fascinated with the testimony and mm -hmm. of putting it all together. That's, I am too. You're making it sound like I'm like, like mystically. No, I'm not, it. man. I'm not making it sound like I, that. I am dude, saying I've, exactly what you're saying. But what I am fascinated by people, and I know that people are full of shit, and I'm not assuming that all these people are pious. I'm not assuming that all these people are completely honest and without uh, ulterior motive and telling exactly that, you know, as they saw it, the truth. I'm not seeing that. 
I'm seeing a bunch of believers, and that's the problem. Even if you saw something fucking completely insane, I don't want you telling me you know what it is. I don't want you describing it that way. I want you saying, I don't know what it was. I want you to say, I think, you know, it could have been some sort of uh, a craft that I'm not aware of. It could be some That's what sort UFO of, means, man. Unidentified flying object. No, you're not saying UFO. You're saying aliens, right? Yes. Well, I'm not saying aliens. I'm saying unknown. Okay. And when someone says they know and they start talking about it being from another planet, bitch, do you have like some fucking serial numbers you can track back to this planet? Like, how do you know where it came from? You don't know shit. They're just taking a guess. They see something in the sky. I can't build it. Must be from space. I mean, it's that yeah. simple. It's not that simple, man. Like, I can't do it. I can build It's not that simple. It is that simple if you want to claim you know where it came from. Man, okay. Okay. You can't know. You can't know. No one's saying they know. If you don't know, if you haven't seen it, you don't know where it came from, you haven't watched the video of it fucking flying off that planet and landing here, then it's, there's a lot of fucking guesswork. It's a romantic idea. The idea seems so cool. The idea that there's fucking alien, it's tricky because you get sucked into it. Like, it seems so awesome. So does the Loch Ness Monster. You know, it's like we have this built-in shit in our head. It's to nothing for like the Loch Ness things. Monster, man. The Loch Ness Monster is like, you know, Bigfoot. Not, well, Bigfoot is a real animal. You know, they have isolated an animal called Gigantopithecus that they believe if human beings came down the Bering Strait and they came from Asia, Gigantopithecus lived in Asia as recently as 10,000 years ago. It was a bipedal primate that was 8 to 10 feet tall. So, that's so a you real believe animal. in Bigfoot? It's an animal. It, whether or not believe people see it. What Who the think? fuck knows, man? There was woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers here 10,000 years ago. Seven-foot-tall, giant fucking birds like a few hundred thousand years ago. There was animals on this planet, in this continent, that don't exist anymore that were pretty fucking crazy. Crazy. Saber-toothed tigers are crazier than Bigfoot. Bigfoot's just another big monkey. If Bigfoot was Gigantopithecus, it's just another large primate that went extinct. Where is Bigfoot supposed to be living? Pacific Northwest, which is, if you follow the, the, the traveling down the Bering Strait, which is where Indians came here. American Indians originated in Siberia and Asia, and they came down from, from there. America, what people don't realize is 10,000 years ago, half of America was under a mile-high sh sheet of ice. This was covered in ice. This was like an, a barren land. But something dramatic happened to the environment of the Earth, and the Ice Age, when it ended, the America opened up, and that's when people started moving here. I mean, people, some of the people had already moved here. There was, there was, they, they found Chinese bodies here from 10,000 years ago. But when, when people started moving here, they came from there. They came from the Bering Strait. That's like the, the number one theory of a big percentage of the American Indians. So they came down from Asia, and this monkey lived in Asia. And if this thing followed them, who the fuck knows? Is there any compelling evidence for Loch Ness Monster? There's pictures. There's, there's scans from radar. They think it could be a big fish that could have got landlocked that was extinct in other places, but not there. The problem with Loch Ness is it's really murky. They can't see. And it could be a bunch of other things. could be a bunch of other things that people are misconstruing. And there's been a bunch of hoaxes. But when, when enough people have seen things, you've got to wonder, well, what the fuck is it? Is it an eel? Is it, well, you've got to think of all the animals that are real. You know, is it a, a it's dolphin? It's probably mostly floating wood and just people knowing the story and going, oh, there it is. I there's, saw it. There's yeah. more evidence for Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. or Loch Ness Monster? Probably Bigfoot. Because Bigfoot, there's the American Indians. That's a big, big part of the lore of Bigfoot. There's over 250 American Indian names for Bigfoot. Bigfoot was born in the imagination of right. an American Indian that just I might wanted have made attention. That up. It might have been 20. 
<laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Bigfoot was born in the head of an American Indian that was just wanting attention. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine one dude came up with that and yeah, then just spread over Probably what happened. And every, all the other ones is somebody hearing that same story and just being paranoid walking through the woods late well, at it's night. Like, it's like other tribes, <laughs> other tribes with like these fucking costumes, like bear costumes. The trying. most compelling evidence about Bigfoot is actually the uh, audio tapes. There's these audio tapes of these crazy primate howls that they've recorded in the Pacific Northwest. And they're really fucking loud. They're really loud and interesting. And these are, have been done, you know, and, and uh, supposedly by legit scientists. They've recorded these sounds. So, you know, it could be somebody let a monkey loose. They had a crazy pet monkey, and they let that motherfucker loose, and he's screaming in the woods. Joe, if we put you in the woods, you could make up some sounds that they would think was Bigfoot in Loch Ness Monster's <laughs> baby. What, what's the worst conspiracy theory? Like, the worst one? Flat Earth. There's people that no, believe no, the no, earth no. is flat. To the young earth, that's another bad one. No, 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 no. Like today, people don't believe it's yes, flat. Yes, young earth? Yeah, they believe the young earth. Yeah. That's a big percentage of the Christian population. There's a guy on uh, Twitter. I follow him all the time. He's this crazy, retarded uh, uh, Christian young earth guy who's always talking about uh, the evidence against evolution. He has these YouTube videos are just, just you can't watch them for more than five minutes because the insanity radiates off the screen and it starts to get you. Blonde hair, cute lips. It's really nice. Yeah, he's hot. They um they believe that the Earth is less than ten thousand years old. A lot of people, more than fifty percent, during a recent Gallup poll in the United States, believe that the Earth uh, is, that Earth is the age that's depicted in the Bible, which is less than ten thousand years old. They probably don't even know what that is. They're just going, did the Bible say that? Yeah, yeah, it's the Bible. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, uh, what does what does Jesus think? Yeah, that's all they have to hear. There's a lot of dumbass conspiracy theories. Bigfoot's not the dumbest one. Bigfoot, there's, there's, there's a real animal that they can lock that to. It's like if there's one, the Jersey Devil, some fucking giant monster that's like half. Like the one or the Chupacabra. Texas. Yeah, the yeah. Texas one. Well, the Chupacabra, they've narrowed that down too. They think it's mange. Mange on coyotes because they've had yeah. dead coyotes that they've shot and killed that were covered in mange. Dude, they don't even look real. They look that's like awesome. monsters. They're they look, zombie coyotes. They look like ghouls. They lose all their hair. It's, an, it's a common disease. And they have photos. There's photos of them on Online. If you look Chupacabra, they have a headless one that, where they chopped its head off, and it's a coyote. It's a coyote that had horrible mange, and it has like almost blue, dark, like bluish, blackish skin, and it's no hair, and it looks like a monster. So that's most likely the origin of the Chupacabra, because you're talking about something that killed goats and shit and killed chickens. Yeah. That's what coyotes do. Yeah. You know? So they, they have that narrowed down. You know, I, I was at the zoo this weekend, man, and I saw a leopard. They had a leopard there. And that it was so sad. Leopard's just pacing around, just doesn't get to jack anything, just pacing. Look at all these people staring at him. Well, they've started to find leopards in America, bro. Really? Leopards have made their way to Phoenix. Wow. They, yeah, there's leopard sightings in Arizona. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they're coming up through South America and through uh, Mexico and into America. Wow, Fucking wow, wow, wow. leopards, bro. That's pretty good. Leopards are no joke. Could you imagine if you were like the first American to get jacked by a leopard? I would love it. Would you? They're not going to oh, last you said jacked. There'll be leopard hunting season, and those motherfuckers <laughs> will be wiped out. Do you think so, man? There's a lot they of try to go into hearts. Texas? Yeah, if they go into Texas. They don't even have to open up a hunting season in Texas. They'll just start shooting them. The kids will shoot them. Yeah. Who were we talking about the other day that was jogging, and they shot 
something and they had a and you were more amazed that they had a gun while they were jogging somebody was telling us a story yeah who the fuck told us that what was that <laughs> oh shit that sucks i thought you would know never mind didn't they do that in colorado when you lived there didn't you jog with you had to have a gun right i carried a gun yeah i did yeah really? they have they have hiking? like jogging holsters you know what i mean like oh. a, i like carried that. a gun every time i went hiking right fuck you you, like know, you jog with a fucking rifle do. behind you yeah dude the last thing you want to do is be out there by yourself with your family and a fucking predator attacks and you don't have a gun especially when it's somebody that wants your daughters it's so easy to shoot things you know if you have a gun you put it in your pocket i mean that's pretty crazy technology you have this little thing in your pocket that can protect you you know what are the, what are the odds of that you got to use that shit. I've been thinking really hard about getting a gun lately. Like me and like, there's two of my friends that were both saying like, they just called me randomly, like, "Hey, do you want to get a gun?" Uh, I think it was Duncan or somebody. Better to have it and not to need yeah. it than to need it and not to have it. Hmm. Yeah. You can't control all these people in this it's world. It's almost man. living out in the wilderness like you did. We talked about this before. It's a lot like, you know, no matter where you go, you got to deal with some death. Either yeah. you live in the in the city and you got to deal with muggers and rapists or like gangbangers or something, or you live way out away from that shit. No gangbangers are going out into the wilderness, but then you got to deal with mountain lions and yeah. crazy shit like you that. You got to deal with things and you got to deal with weird people. But at too. least you can shoot them and you're cool. Like yeah. you could just look at them and go, bam, and just blast yeah. them. You can't do that no. to a mugger until he jumps on you. You got to be careful with bears because bears are hard to kill. It's very hard to kill a bear with a pistol. You know, if you got a bear, you're better off shooting into the What about the bear mace? That Does shit that work? works, yeah. You got to get them with it, though. They got to be close enough for you to get them with it. I didn't even know bear mace existed until South Park. When with bears, Car you got to be careful. Up. Oh, was he? <laughs> he thought he was the bounty hunter. That was in, you know, the South Park is based on Evergreen. That's where those guys grew up. That's where I almost lived. I wanted to be living in the mountains of Boulder, but the mountains above Denver, there's one town called Evergreen that I really liked. And that's where... Uh, South Park is. That's what it's based on. Were they actually from like Denver? Those yeah. dudes. Yeah. Does okay. anybody want to drink I got coconut yeah. water? <clears throat> oh, dude, I would sure. love a coconut water. Have you had these coconut waters? Oh, fuck yeah. We need to be sponsored by them so they can send us crates of them. So if you're yeah. listening, oh, what is it? C two C two O. Best coconut water in the world. Better than that. It, you know, it uh, the green box one. Oh, totally. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like you just ate a bowl of Fruit Loops, and it's the milk from the Fruit Loops. Oh shit. You know, that's what it tastes like. So good. Yeah, it's the, it's the shit. I'm a big fan of this stuff. Yeah, living in Colorado is just as tricky as living Cheers. In Cheers. Salute. Here's the wine Dude, There's got to be Here's There's got to be a coconut water alcoholic beverage, right? Oh, there has to be. My you go to a bar and say, "Give I, me I coconut in I bought my Seagram's I bought or something. My, I, for my dad's birthday, I bought him a crate of uh, the shit that you always drink with the mushrooms and stuff. What's that called? Oh, kombucha? Yeah, I got him a crate yeah. of that and a crate of coconut water. He loves the kombucha, but the uh, coconut water he doesn't like, but he uses it for uh, pina coladas. He doesn't like this stuff? No. Really? He says it's weak. He says like he needs to add something to it. I think when you get old, you lose your taste buds. Dude, vodka and coconut smoke? water will no. probably be the shit. When you get old, you lose your taste buds? Yeah, you start losing taste. I wonder if older people are more likely to eat ass then. Yes, you would think that. Fuck no. I, I would. After all the shits they had to endure to smell. You know, Do you remember uh, that video we, we watched a long time ago about rods? Do you remember that shit? 
a yeah. serious fucking yeah. video. Yeah. Now this dude was in Mexico and he was filming all these people. Yeah, filming these people skydiving into this cliff. There's a cliff that's like a mile down. It's crazy. It looks like someone took a an apple core to the earth and cut this gigantic hole out of the earth. And these dudes would base jump off yeah. that bitch and 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 skydive and fucking pull a parachute. Well, as they're filming it, you see these things flying by the camera like insane speeds, and they looked like tubes. They look like they're like wing tubes. And this guy dedicated his whole life to fucking tracking these things down and trying to find out what the fuck these things were. There were moths. <laughs> it turns out yeah. it was just an artifact. Yeah. It was a video camera artifact that when something moved too quickly, too close to the screen, it stretched the image out so it made the image look right. like it was a flying snake. Absolutely. So this poor fuck literally made videos, has websites, Roswell Rods. Is he still on it? Yes! He had to give up. No, yeah. he had to have given up. Let's go to RoswellRods.com and see if this fucking dummy... This is the problem, man. And this guy's making Bigfoot money. Is created. <laughs> this guy's making money. Doesn't mean UFOs aren't real, dude. Huh? Just because that guy fucked up. No, it doesn't mean it's not real, but it, do, it doesn't mean they're not real, but it doesn't mean they are real. It's, it's like you put, like you said, it's most likely, I'll say that, I'll, I'll take back, I believe, and I'll say it's most likely real. Is that better? <laughs> is that better? Why? Why? Why even have a fucking? Because we have, this is about opinions. Like, what do you, you know, you can't just be, you know, you just can't just be. But why, know? why, why become attached? I'm just saying, based on what I've seen, it's most likely I real. I think the site's down. Fuck yeah, they, they took that shit down. He was videotaping mobs. It says it. This is the official website for the mysterious frying entities called Rods, discovered by Jose Escamilla over Midway. And he was a Roswell, jogger or something, wasn't he? I don't know. He's just a nut. A light jogger. He's just a dummy. <laughs> he's a, a dummy that got tricked by some shit. You know? I mean, these guys on Monster Quest figured it out in fucking 10 minutes. This guy's been trying to, yeah, yeah, kid.findroswellrods.com. You're done, son. This it doesn't exist? It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> this guy fucking spent his whole life. Dude, there needs to be a documentary on his shit. Because you know he videotaped like, everything, right? Oh, they need to get that footage and then get the footage of him now. He's probably penniless and insane somewhere. I wonder in, how in many Guatemala. emails he gets by mistake. Like, I heard you videotape a lot of rods. Can well, I see he him? actually had another one that he was gay doing. Gay rods. There's a gay rods. There was another one that he uh, was, was chasing down. Another crazy thing that didn't seem to make any sense. Let me let me type his, his name because he had like another thing uh, that was like uh, another uh, theory about something else, and then someone on the message board going, "Wait a minute, isn't that the Rods guy?" And now that's, that's who he is from now on. I uh, I like pussy. Oh, lunar rising. Oh, here he goes. He's got some shit about the moon. <laughs> he changed? Yeah, he thinks there's fucking anomalies on the moon now. Oh, okay, here he goes. The true color of the moon. For over 50 years, we have been told and convinced that the moon is nothing more than a black and white desolate rock with moon dust and craters. The thousands of photos released to the public have always presented a black and white moon. Even with the most recent Hubble photographs of the moon are black and white. NASA continues to perpetuate the lie that, in quotes, that the moon is black and white. <laughs> this motherfucker is crazy. Same dude from yeah, Rods? Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's like... Damn, he switched over. Snake he oil. switched over. Snake oil right Oh, he's here. got a bunch of spots that he says, oh my God, this is hilarious. Does he believe that the moon landing was a hoax? Oh, who knows? He's, what he's showing is craters, and he believes that these craters are... Um, different uh, alien artifacts and these craters like oh they're such a stretch like the photos are such a stretch he's like thinks that these structures are artificial it's like fucking craters man they get, shit got smashed by rocks from space 
You know, sometimes little shapes come out of that. You fucking dummy. <laughs> did you see did you see the moon on Conan's set last night on his first episode? No, how night? was the first episode? Did you watch it? Yeah, it felt really cheap. Like you know how you watch like the NBC show, it felt like like the furniture was high quality. It felt like those were real plants behind them. It felt really? like a good backdrop. This felt like they got everything at fucking I don't know, Sears outlet, you know, and Really? Yeah. And and, and like the background was this horrible blue painting that just looked really cheap and generic and then there was this moon in the middle of it that was kind of cool and i guess it move it moves but it, it just looked like the whole thing looked like low budget and it was looked, it the real moon or a fake moon no fake moon totally oh. fake moon but it just looked really low budget and i don't know i was okay he had seth rogan on last listen, night and listen how gay you are you're looking at the set the set was <laughs> oh no 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 i mean like yeah. it was out being, of control i was a fan i was so a fan of the show cheap. i was a real all fan i can say was it a, was it a real moon or a fake moon <laughs> <laughs> Like I couldn't comment on the furniture. I was a real fan of the show, and like a lot of the reviewers of that, you know, the like newspapers and stuff that review, reviewed it, you know, they made up an interesting point. It's like, why are you focusing like on a tenth variation of the, the Tonight Show? You know, like you're not being your own show. You're being like the Tonight Show in a version of the Tonight Show. You have this new opportunity. Why don't you fucking throw that desk out a window and fucking do something? You know? Hmm, yeah, people like that desk. Isn't yeah. that funny that you like having people on? It's Isn't it better to stupid. do it like this? Where you just like, this it's is like, if we were better. here, or, I mean, we have a table, so we have our laptops and shit in front of us. But we do have kind of a desk, though. Yeah, but that's to put shit on. Yeah, they don't, see the desk. Like, they don't see the desk. Yeah, they I mean, put a, there's always a pencil and a piece of paper, no? Huh? Yeah, but they, a I mean, of coffee. our viewers don't see the, the desk. Well, I mean, oh. he. I, I guess it's cool that he has notes and everything, but they could put that on a teleprompter. I think there's some security to the desk because it's been there forever. It's just because you get boners when Pamela Anderson from 10 years ago is on. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look cool if you're just <laughs> like, like a chair. Pamela, you got nervous when you're saying Pamela. <laughs> Pamela. Pamela. You were thinking I was looking at her boobs. Funny. I was thinking of her Pamela. Oh, How about they just Pamela. sit there on stage, no desk, and they're on a big lazy boy? You know Why don't what I mean? They just, and they're just right. chilling, and they got a headset on, and they're well, just like chilling. You don't want to be too lazy though, because then the conversation <laughs> won't be interesting. Why right? don't Conan just have a cool house and they like invite some cool people over, you know, and just Dude, hang that's, out? That's actually good you know, idea. get some good cameras, have some good quality like behind Green? it, but just have Conan with his little beard going, "Hey, check out, check out my garage. Just hang out in the garage and talk about your movie. What's your movie?" Well, huh? the problem is that a lot of people like to be in the audience, and they like to have an audience there. It, play, it makes the comedy wow. play up. 200 people are sad. Invite the 200 people via Skype. <laughs> That's cool. Right? That'll work. I mean, you know, John Heffron's doing like comedy shows through Skype. Yeah. Something like Skype. It's a new form of video conferencing right. technology. But he sits in a room and there's all these screens around him. And he's yeah. like performing for all these other people that are in the room with him. Yeah, it's pretty cool shit. It's actually... Uh, it's incredible. I hope that catches him. N- not in front of an audience? No. He's doing some, some corporate gigs where he does them on a desk. And the, the desk, there's like there's there's cameras that come at him. Can you hear laughter? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear everything. Mm-hmm. They're, They're all connected. Way. Everyone's conference called up. And it's like, you know, 50, 100 How people in there. How crazy. I mean, he's sitting there by himself in front of a laptop, and then there could be fucking the whole world listening, and then you could hear all their laughter. Can you imagine yeah, it's that? like a shower curtain Like you have ring. a stereo system, and it's... Well, he said it's really crazy because you could see, when you, you set it up, you can see all these people in front of you. Right. Like you see them sitting, like there's not just one screen, there's like a dozen screens in front of them, and he sees all these people in front of them. Yeah, it's like so a, it's almost like an audience. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, like whoa. crazy yeah. audience of sh- at the shower ring convention. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm not real interested in talk shows. You know, like when I had heard about it, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to really watch it. It's like a podcast. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, but it's not because it's seven minutes, and all right. they're doing is talking about their movie. Absolutely. They're talking about their. I mean, how often does someone have a really interesting story? It's not usually. Most of the time, they're just pimping their shit. You know, they'll have a little. You know, so what's been going on? Oh, we recently had our second baby. See, yeah. to me, it's good because you lay in bed and you're kind of like watching the news, kind of. You know, like it's like the news, but you know, mixed with humor. Right. You know, so it's kind of more just like it's like I wouldn't watch it if it was like eight p.m. You know. Right. I mean, I like them. I mean, they're okay, but I don't go out of my way to see them. Right. I prefer I, I prefer the John Stewart show, honestly. I think that the Daily Show, the way he does it, is the best way. He has a lot of shit that he fucks around with, like his his monologues and his like making fun of things in the news. Even though it's all political for the most part, he I think he hits the mark more than anybody. He makes me laugh out loud yeah. more than anybody. Did you guys already talk about the the Galfaganakis? Weed smoking incident on the John Stewart show? No, no, we didn't. Uh, Do you know what happened? Yeah, yeah, he smoked pot. He pulled out a joint. It was was actually the Bill Maher show. Oh, it was? was? Yeah. It wasn't John Stewart? No. Okay, um, okay, I was off. Real time. But, you know, and then the executive said that it wasn't real pot, that it was a a prop. (laughs) Okay. They had to say it. Yeah, but why do they have to say it? Why do they have to say it? Why do they have to say it's not real? It's like the kids. We, this is the first podcast we've done since Proposition Nine did not pass. Nineteen, rather, did not pass. You know, and so there's a lot of fucking yeah. There's a lot of shit going on right now in this country. There's a lot of shit going on with pot and disinformation and people thinking that somehow or another, if you you, you have pot and it's more accessible than it is now, that the world's going to fall apart. It's sad. I never thought when I was a little kid that we'd be here in now 2010 and this would still be up for debate. Yeah, but you have to also know that it's never going to pa- it's not going to pass that easily unless it's like an iPhone app, one single button, all these people instead of having to register and then go get fucking take off work or go to, towards your lunch and vote. But you have to do that otherwise it would be too much fraud. Yeah, but you know in like 10 years they're going to figure it out. It's going to be on your fucking pagers. Maybe, but maybe there's probably uh, some incentive to keep it complicated because the more complicated oh, they absolutely. keep it, the less people yeah. vote and the more yeah. it's political aficionados that are in the mix instead of just the casual person i knew that was going to happen though did you i wasn't shocked at all that was just like gay marriage you know you you thought that was going to pass but then you know what's shocking to me man when the polls are right because i'm like how are they you know who the fuck answers polls you know, do you, have you ever answered a poll? Polls like online? Yeah, or you know, anybody called you up and you talked to them or? Yeah, yeah, all the time I do polls. Do you really? Yeah, and like if you're on TMZ and it's like, does, you know, Mel Gibson's butt look fat, yes or no, I'm going to take the extra click to see no just to see what the, the answers are. are do, you, really? You? Yeah, don't you? No. First oh. of all, those aren't real polls. What I mean about <laughs> a poll is like you go somewhere and it's a multiple page thing where it asks oh, you a I bunch of questions. Do I don't do that much. Or even polls. a few questions, like it's 10 easy. questions. Eh, sometimes, like, you know, like, once in a while, like if a product that I really like, that you get that spam email with like, please answer our ten questions for us. Do you if, really? If, it, if it's a company I like, I'll, I'll give them. I'll, I'll take the extra minute. Damn. Why, Why not? You, Brian. Why not? I don't. Not you. Anything not I could do to help the products that I like. You know, like if it's like, whatever Apple. Well, you do do that. Like you, um, you like make little videos and shit when you like a product. Yeah. The, only, the last poll I took was like, who's the best submission artist in MMA? <laughs> Shinoyoki, BJ Penn. Oh, in MMA. Yeah. Well, Marcel's not really in MMA, right, anymore? He did he MMA done? once. Is he done, though? Probably. Yeah. He's making so much money in jujitsu. he doesn't need to go through all that shit. He's making a teaching? Yeah, dude. His website, man. Yeah? God damn. He yeah. charges 30 bucks a month to get his techniques. 30 
Yeah. That, That's a lot of fucking extra thousands a month. That dude who um, set it up, that chess master, Joe, uh, Josh, uh, I think his last name is Waitskin. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how to pronounce his name. Bobby Fisher? Yeah. He's the one from that the video, Searching for Bobby Fisher, the movie. It was all based on him. And he was a, a child chess prodigy. And now he's transferred that into becoming uh, a jujitsu guy. He loves jujitsu and he treats it just like chess, where there's a bunch of openings and a bunch of different counters and he has them broken down. So he has the website really like systematically organized the way you would organize like chess practice. So it's pretty fucking interesting, you know, that someone who's a chess genius, I mean, that kind of a mind, that kind of a, a, a like, a, you know, like a... a retardation. What's the word? It's not retardation. <laughs> strategic. That, that kind of a strategic mindset applied to jiu-jitsu. It's kind of interesting. I bet, I mean, if you were making free money, just like 20K a month, which is probably in, in the area, uh, doing nothing, why would you do MMA? That money's just flowing the fuck in. He doesn't want to do it. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to. He can just stick to being the, the greatest jiu-jitsu player of all time. Well, I would really love to see just professional jiu-jitsu because I've always said that, you know, one of the best things about jiu-jitsu, watching jiu-jitsu, is you don't have any guilt. Even though you're watching dudes get jacked, and even if you jack a guy, it's, there's no guilt. Because, like, when you knock somebody out or you, you hurt somebody or even you watch someone get knocked out, at least part of my brain is like, that guy just got fucked up. You know, there's, like, a part of that guy that's not going to be the same again. And, like, he got hit by a car or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone gets hit really fucking head kicked when 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 gonzaga crocopped crocop when he head kicked crocop and knocked him out i remember i had to interview crocop afterwards and his he was just you know it really was a dumb idea to interview him i, I should have probably protested but we always interview the winner and the loser and he was up and they said okay interview the loser so i just automatically went to it but as i was talking to him i'm like this poor guy should not be getting interviewed right now this guy just you know he just got knocked unconscious he's not exactly sure what happened and i'm asking him questions you know, when you see something like that, man, you go, wow, there's a, there's a fucking price. But jiu-jitsu never feels like there's a price. You know, guys get jacked, and even if they get hurt, like, he's going to be okay. And most of the time, 99% of the time. But uh, Marcelo Garcia, man, if he could just do professional jiu-jitsu, if they could have, like, a guy like that, you could have professional jiu-jitsu and even put it on TV, and it would be exciting. Because he'd be just catching people all the time. There's so many good guys now. I mean, Marcelo's still the king. But there's so many guys out there still competing, like like Ryan Hall and, and Jeff Glover and all those new Brazilians Popovich. busting out. Um, Rafael Mendes, Cobrina, uh, Rafael Lovato. There's so many guys that are, are good at no gi. It, sh it should be in the Olympics right away. I yeah. mean, there's no reason why no gi jiu-jitsu shouldn't be in the olympics yeah gi is a little too slow that's not that would bore work. people to death yeah that uh, that bores me you have that funny story about going to watch with john Jacques. yeah that's one that's i was always the guy in class that asked the questions about yanking on collars and yanking on sleeves and asking like how is that going to translate in mma i mean because i was embarrassed i when i first started doing jiu-jitsu i would tell guys check Check out this next fight. This guy's a jiu-jitsu guy. He's going to fuck him up. He's going to jack him. And the first fight that I got really disappointed with was uh, Bustamante against Bolander. I love Bustamante to death. He's still one of my all-time favorite fighters. But I couldn't believe that he couldn't finish him off his back. It was just baffled me. I kept saying, okay, he's going to get him right now. He's going to get him right now. He's just setting him up. He's going to get him. And then it didn't happen. And I asked Sean Jacques, I'm like, what's going on with – how come we never see sweeps and finishes off – you know, rarely off – off from the bottom, you never see sweeps and finishes at the same rate as you do at the Mundials. At the Mundials, they're sweeping, they're finishing off their back. Like, 
I mean, it, it's it's incredible how much action there is, like off your back, but not in MMA. It was different. So it's because they don't have the gi to hold on to. Yeah, well, if you practice setting up all your submissions and sweeps, yanking and pulling on someone's outfit, and that's actually part of the sweep, you take that out, and then you also add strikes. Man, it just it's a whole different game. So, um, you know. What was the question? <laughs> how did we yeah, get like this far? We were talking fries. about John Jock uh, watching in the matches with you, and you guys were both saying how boring it oh, was. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I always, immediately I was questioning the gi, going, man, this could be a problem. This is making jiu-jitsu look bad. Like, for me, it was like, how does jiu-jitsu look in MMA? And then when I went to the Mundials in 2000 as a purple belt with Jean Jacques, and we're watching the black belts, and, like, I can't even keep my eyes open. They're, it's just so, it, it just, most of the matches weren't boring. There were some exciting matches, and there still are some, there's a lot of exciting matches with the Gi, but generally, I mean, I was sitting there trying to keep my eyes open, and Jean Jacques looked over at me and goes, man, this is so boring. He wanted to leave. <laughs> and right there, that struck me. I'm like, damn, one of the, fucking baddest jujitsu players of all time my master is bored with watching black belts uh play tug of war in in the gi that's when i thought whoa man the, the gi is a problem and for me the reason why i started te teaching without the gi wasn't to separate myself from brazil like the brazilian jujitsu community it wasn't I, it wasn't me going fuck you ju you know you guys with the gi i took off the gi for jujitsu i did this shit for jujitsu and i you know that's the one thing i want every any i want everyone to understand especially the brazilians that hate me is I did this for jiu-jitsu. The most important thing for me is how jiu-jitsu looks in MMA. And I feel that the gi is a problem for MMA. So I decided when I opened up a school, I want to try to bring jiu-jitsu back. I'm going to do whatever I can personally, whatever I can do to bring jiu-jitsu back in MMA. Well, you did it you also know? because you think that's the most effective way to do it in MMA. I mean, yes. No, of course. Of course. I thought it was the most yeah. effective way, and I'm doing it for jiu-jitsu. I feel that if everyone lost the gi like 10 years ago, and just focused on no gi submissions, setting up everything in the clinch, setting everything up with overhooks, underhooks, and head control, as opposed to setting everything up with yanking and pulling collars and sleeves. If we would have started everybody 10 years ago, we just killed the gi. If Helio would have said, no more gi, we, we need to come back, we need to dominate uh, MMA again, man, the world would be a different place. We would see a we would see. A hundred Shinya Aoki's, a hundred Javi Vasquez. Did you see what see Ryan Hall said recently? He had a, a thing about how he doesn't play guard anymore. That all he's concerned with now is uh, if he f winds up on bottom, is sweeping, getting on top to finish. That's beautiful if you can do it. But what about the guys you can't sweep? Yeah, he's saying that you can't. He's, he's saying that you can't rely on your guard anymore. Well, you can't rely on sweeps all the time either. But you're going to be on your back regardless. And if you could sweep them, I'm, most of my game is all about sweeps. I'm all about sweeping and getting on top. But you have to prepare for the worst case scenario, a guy that puts it on your back and you can't sweep him. You better have a wicked finishing game off your back as well. you got to have both. You can't finish everybody from your back and you can't sweep everybody. But if a dude stuffs your, all your sweeps and he stuffs all your finishes, he's just better than you. That's it. You know, but I, you got to have as much game as possible. I'm so amazed that somebody hasn't stepped up and tried to make a professional jiu-jitsu league. You know, I know Rico, Rico Ciccarelli did that thing for a little bit, but you know, he was he was having a hard time with it. But I think I think it's more popular now than it was then. Well, the the problem with the Rico Ciccarelli promotion, which was Professional Submission League (PSL), 
great concept. He just had like eight super fight matches, man. He had he had Marcelo in there against Jake Shields. He had Marcelo in there against Cameron Earl. He was, but he was the only way he thought he could make it work and sell it to a network or something, even like ESPN or something, was to have Randy Couture as the main event. And Randy Couture originally he retired a few years ago, and he wasn't planning on doing MMA anymore. But he he his plan was just to stay in the mix competitively and do submission grappling. So Rico jumped on him and said, "Hey, dude, you're gonna." be the, the poster boy to this you're gonna blow this up but then when he decided to go back to mma he was left without a poster child and i mean i think i think he can make it successful with with the guys we have nowadays like make marcelo garcia the poster child and then bring in you know uh, you know cabrina bring in rafael mendez bring in uh Braulio estima bring in uh, again jeff glover ryan hall javi vasquez all these guys that um, you know, Javi's back in the mix in MMA now, but I think you could do it now. I don't think you need Randy Couture. I don't think so. What they really need is they need to get some sort of a, a network behind it, someone who's willing to step up and take a chance with it. But it's hard, man. Look at Bellator. I mean, Bellator's on, like, Fox Sports Net, you know what I'm saying? It's like they have a hard time getting a network where people are going to pay attention to it. If you have jujitsu on Fox Sports Net, it's going to be really tough. You know, there's not a lot of people that are, like, focused on that. If you get it on ESPN, on the other hand, and I, made a big deal. And the difference, The difference between submission grappling and MMA, the... The advantage, it could be a small advantage in, in some people's eyes, but people will get into it because anybody can actually practice it. And you can go to your local jiu-jitsu school and you actually can get involved. So I, it has the potential is there. Of course, it's not. It, it'll never be as exciting as dudes smashing skulls and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, like submission grappling with the right guys can be very very uh, exciting, and I yeah. think it could. I think it could be successful. If they got dogs catching frisbees at one thirty in the morning. You can throw up some nogi jujitsu up there for sure. They got the. Mo I mean, pool is huge. I mean, pool is no, on TV all not, the time. It's not huge it's at not, all. No, but it's on TV though. Starving to death, man. Yeah, but it's on TV. Barely. It's barely on TV. A lot yeah. of those matches that you watch are old matches. The women have some on ESPN, but there's no money in it. No one's making any money. They have to go over, yeah. overseas to make the real money. I mean, there's a couple tournaments, like the U.S. Open. You win that. You win $40,000. You got to play for a week, and that's only the winner. You know, you get down to, like, the other people. There's yeah. not much money. Okay, okay. Um, there's not much money in it, but it's still on the air. And I could see submission grappling like that on the air, and no yeah. one's really making that much money except for the top guys. But then you got, like, poker. That's making money, right? Yeah. Who watches fucking poker, You man? know what the thing about poker is, man? The thing you about do? poker oh, is... Yeah, you bad. watch poker. I, I love well, poker. I'm sorry. I Here's the thing about poker <laughs> is that you could watch and you could know what we all have. Like, when you're watching at home, you can't affect the outcome of the game. So you could see, like, if you had two aces, you had an ace and a king. You could see, without you seeing what he had, the people watching could see what he had. So they know. Everyone is in on it. So yeah. they're like, ooh, how's this going to play out? And they love what the fact that... What if baseball was out. like that, where you knew what the pitcher was going to throw? Like, right before. Like, ooh, that's they let you know. That's interesting. Hmm. Because if they let you know you a that. second before you throw... How could he ever get to him? How could he get to him that yeah. quick? And if he's looking somewhere else, he's keeping yeah. his eye, he, it would fuck him up. That's a good idea, dude. Like right away, boom. Yeah. yeah, if you had like... If the pitcher had like a little thing on his mouth... It, you know what? It would have to be someone who could read the signs because the catcher is giving those signs. You know. Or just do it at like a 20-second delay. Does the catcher <laughs> yeah. give those signs or the pitcher give those signs? Who decides what, what gets thrown? 
The, the catcher. The, catcher. the pitcher the, can say, no, fuck yes. me, I'm throwing some heat, it, the, right? the, the pitcher has, he's like the executive producer, and uh, the fucking catcher's the producer. But you can have, like, bitchy arguments? You can, totally. You can, um, <laughs> they, you see him going, no, dude, no, 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 no. You, um, basically, the catcher's trying to get them to agree. Like, okay, what are we going to do? It's up to you, but you want to throw this? I'm suggesting this. But you could do that with football, too. Like, right before the snap, boom, it's going to be a run or something. That, like, is one of the hardest things about putting anything together is getting two people to agree on what should be done you know like if you have an executive producer and you have the 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 talent and they're together and they're trying to figure out how to work things out man that's a hard fucking thing to come together on you'd have to put it on a 10 second delay then that would ensure that no one for the baseball thing yeah if there's no uh you've you've had that with music though right you've had that with music where dudes are trying to fuck with and change your shit and you didn't like it remember that executive producer you were working with for a while which one the guy down in san diego Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, you wanted yeah. to do all this and do yeah. all that. No, that wasn't gonna work. You know, all of a sudden you like happens what all the, the time. Fuck? Exactly, yeah. happens all the time. Yeah, I've I've had it happen with everything I've ever done. Everything I've ever done that has to do with creativity that involves yeah. other people. They all want to. I am open. I am open to hear shit. I'm, I've always been that way. In every band that I've been in, the rule has always been the same. There's five of us. I'm 22 years old. And everyone's like in their early 20s. And like anybody can write, but we all have to like it. Like, if you want to come up with something, okay, we all have to like it. Because when you're on stage, man, what's most important, you would rather play someone else's good shit than your bad shit. Right. Ooh. You don't want, no one wants to go on stage and the crowd's going, what the fuck is this? And no one's liking it and the other guys are going, talking behind their back like, dude, I don't want to do this song anymore. That's the last (sighs) thing you want. You want to avoid that. It's, you know what I mean? So what ends up happening is real quick, you end up everyone gravitating to the guy who's putting together the best shit. Right. And, and there's always that band where you know that they're just giving this fucking drummer a bone and letting him sing right now. Yeah. You know, there's always a few songs like that, right? Oh, dude. That, the perfect example is Peter Chris from Kiss. He co-wrote a song. He thinks he wrote Beth, but really Bob Ezrin wrote it. And he's a famous producer. And so it says Peter Chris and Bob Ezrin. This song, that was the biggest Kiss song to date. Beth was huge. It was a, like a yeah, ballad. That was, was the first one that I ever, I was a f- huge Kiss fan, but that was the first one that made it on the radio. Yeah, that was massive. Beth is fucking huge. So Peter Chris got a big head, goes, I want to leave Kiss. You guys are letting me only write one song. I want to write more songs. He goes, I'm going to make a solo album. And Paul Stanley goes, do, 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 do. We'll all make solo albums and we'll put them together, but let's not break up. Make a solo album. That's cool. We'll all make solo albums. So they all put out solo, solo albums at the yeah. same time. Peter Chris's album, the guy who wanted to leave to make the solo, was not only the worst of the solo albums, but it's the worst Kiss album ever. He made, he's known for the worst Kiss album ever. No Kiss fan has ever said they like that album. Really? It's that bad. It's, it's a, that bad. It's really bad, dude. It's really, really, really bad. So he's not in the, in the band anymore, but there's a fake Peter Chris now? The way they did it, originally when the Peter and Ace left, they replaced them with new characters. Like Eric Fox came on to replace Peter Chris as the Fox. Vinnie Vincent came on to replace Ace Frehley as the Egyptian god or something. But then, <laughs> then they finally took the makeup off. They went like 10, 15 years without makeup. And then when they put the makeup back, they got Peter and Ace, the original guys, back. They did a couple reunion tours, and the exact same thing happened. Peter fucked up. Ace fucked up. So they kicked him out. The but fox? this time... What happened to the Fox? Where'd that guy go? He died, actually. Oh. Um, but uh, when they when you, when they did the reunion tour, you got to bring back the original guys because right. that was two other guys that were. Uh, um, Check out this picture. 
It's Ace Freely tattooed on this guy's side. He was a, a he was a bartender or a, a server at the um, Cap City Comedy Club. <laughs> That's awesome. Kid named Bobby, and uh, he ran into Ace Freely and he was drunk and he was talking all this shit to Ace Freely. And Ace Freely goes, "Fuck you, kid." So he gets Ace Freely's picture tattooed on him with "Fuck you, kid." Let's uh, put it up here. So That's amazing. You can see it. But I'll, I'll put it on my Twitter later today. But he uh, got this fucking tattoo of Ace Freely tattooed all, his whole side. Of his body is permanently a big picture of a, a shitty one too of Ace Freely where it says "fuck you, kid" underneath it. Seems That's like incredible. A, like so when idea. they decided to do the reunion, they got the original guys, Ace and Peter. It's been like 15 years. Of course they wanted to do. It. They realized, "fuck, we fucked up." God damn it! Why do we leave Kiss and get kicked out at the same time? It's like both. They both got back in. They, the reunion tours were massive. They did a couple, and then the, a, Peter started fucking up, and Ace started fucking up somehow. They left. So instead of getting new guys with new characters, they got. New New guys to play Ace and Peter. Wow, didn't know. And that. they they, they introduce the guys and say as no, they, they never did something. that. They never did that. No, they, don't they didn't tell have to go there. No, they never pretended like that was the real Ace and that was the real Peter. Maybe they did the first few shows. Maybe they tried to do some shenanigans. No, I'm not saying they did shenanigans. I said they said you know, and now starring as. Bang, and they say the guy's name. I don't know. They've never they done. Don't say they've the never guy's said. Name at all? No, they said the real guy's name. Because because what happened is when they did the reunion tour, Eric Singer, the non-makeup Kiss drummer, and Bruce Kulick, the non-makeup Kiss guitar player, they got left in the behind. Go, we're gonna do a reunion tour and blow this shit up. This wow. non-makeup band ain't happening. But <laughs> but when Peter left, they got the non-makeup dude Eric Singer to play Peter. Whoa. So he came in, and he didn't. He always said he was Eric Singer, but he, they know that most, a lot of the fans that are coming, they don't even know the difference. Oh man, I liked Kiss way when I was a kid. I'm gonna go check out Kiss. They're fucking cool, man. Rock and roll all night. They have no idea. They realize. They never hide it. They never deny it. But they know that it doesn't really matter. They're just gonna come up. We're gonna say that's Eric Singer. We're gonna say that's Tommy Thayer playing Ace. But m most of the people aren't even gonna notice. What was the deal with uh, Ace Freely and Peter Chris? What, why couldn't they get it together? It, the it? exact same thing. Drugs? And, and alcohol. And Peter. And they're getting old, too. Peter Peter was not a very good drummer back when he practiced a lot. Oh, really? And when you... I mean, it's like jujitsu, man. You don't fucking keep practicing. You lose your chops. You ha A drummer has to be like a fucking machine, literally, on time. Right. And Peter and uh, Paul and Gene have never never stopped touring. They never stopped putting out albums. Those guys are machines. They could sing their ass off, and they could play. I mean, Paul is unconscious playing and singing. And and Gene, he's a, he, mo one of the most underrated bass players ever. He can sing fucking harmonies like the Beatles. Paul and Gene are machines, bro. So what they got, they re decided to replace. Eric Singer, the old, the non-makeup Kiss guy, they brought him in. They put Peter Chris makeup on him, Whoa. and he can and he can sing. Eric Singer can sing, and he can play his ass off. He's an amazing drummer, and he could sing. So they go, we're gonna bring this guy back. Does he sing Beth now? This yes, he, this is this is. They did a reality show. You know, they did a the success. The Gene Simmons show was so successful that they ended up doing, and they would show spots of Kiss during the Gene Simmons reality show. But then they kind of did a spinoff. Why don't we just follow Kiss? So your know, reality shows are all fucking fake. You know what I mean? So Most of they them. had to make 
Even the ones that are real, the camera, the, the facial reactions, like they have like one camera there. And how are they getting, how are they panning to all these facial reactions? Right. They're like storing these facial reactions right. from, when, you know, from two weeks ago. Oh, there's a good one, a Absolutely. perplexed look. That's how they do it. Different shirts on and shit. Yeah, yeah that's how fake it is. Yeah. So with the Gene, with the Kiss reality show, there was like a mini series reality show, or it might be an ongoing show. They have to create some drama. So one of, they're following around, and Eric Singer, who's dressed like Peter, is like, Gene, can, can I do Beth in the, in, uh, for the next? next show and then gene's all you know i promised peter that i we wouldn't do beth i don't know and like eric's, eric's like come on dude let me do beth so then eric singer disappears they're about to do a show where's eric singer we started an hour no one's been able to find him all they're all looking for eric singer he's like fuck it let's get the roadie in get him in makeup we're gonna get we're just gonna do the show without him we're gonna get the roadie to do it they never show the roadie putting on makeup or anything getting ready they were just like oh man and then all of a sudden eric shows up backstage he's all dressed up in makeup and he goes they're going on stage and he looks over to peter goes or to paul stanley is gene gonna let me do Beth or not. And Paul goes, bro, just get up on stage, man. I don't think so. Something like that. It's just all ridiculous, dude. Fake drama, and then he sings it. Yeah. I don't I don't I didn't even get that far. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. Having them argue backstage about singing Beth. Ugh. Ugh. Is there a way to do a reality show and not have fake shit? Yeah. <laughs> called no editing allowed. It's just one camera. It's like, but it might not be interesting. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have three cameras. But it's you know, to some people, I'd rather watch an hour that I know it's one hundred percent real than an hour that's like he said, half just chopped up to make it sellable. That shit insults the fuck out of me when I watch like (laughs) Keeping Up with the Kardashians and I see Bruce Jenner running around town trying to fucking meet a deadline or something stupid where I know it's not real. I'm like, come on, man. The fake show on my shit is done just all out of fun man we want it fake we do those fake we we, we do we're storing uh uh facial reactions and stuff from people and just putting them in we're having fun with it it's like all fake what he's talking about is uh 10th planet jujitsu.com he's got a thing called mastering the system and it's like a fake jujitsu reality show yeah they, but there's techniques. real real techniques in there uh, real techniques but we just have fun mixed with, in with yeah shenanigans it's hilarious have you uh is the whole uh Hanato thing. What is the deal with that? Is that oh the latest episode that just went up? Yes, he chokes me out. He we, yeah. we, we get in a fight and he chokes me out and he puts me out and he leaves. But do people have people figured out what's going on yet, or do people think it's the, most people know it's fake? But there's a small percentage. Like I just got someone a forum member from the day one. This girl emailed me yesterday. I said. I, you know, I respect your you to death and all that, but I have to know once and for all, is the Hinato thing real? <laughs> she goes, I just got to know. Either way, if it's real, it's real, it's cool, but if it's fake, just let me know. I, I just don't know. I'm like, wow, you don't know. <laughs> you know, there's so much evidence. People are piecing together. Like They're taking footage of when Rosanda, Days of Our Lives. They're putting it on the forum, and I just keep deleting it. Any, any evidence, I just delete. <laughs> I just delete. Well, it's a tricky thing, man, when people <laughs> fake it. When people fake anything. You know, that video I just saw the other day of uh, Alan Belcher uh, punking you. You ever see that video? Yes. After you no, punked I haven't him. seen it. No. You haven't seen it? There's a video of you punking him at, at your school. Uh-huh. And then he punks you. Remember? remember yes, somewhere? I remember that. That was uh, Columbus, Philadelphia, somewhere, somewhere, like somewhere. But he got you. 
And I, I knew it right away. I was like, no fucking way. I just thought he was crazy. <laughs> I go, this guy's nuts. I wasn't hearing what he was saying. I was just going, ooh. Because I always thought, like, the first time I ever met Alan Belcher, it was after an awesome victory. I, I talked to him a little bit and invited him to my school. I thought he was like a, I thought, man, this guy can snap. He was, seemed like a snapper. Like, he would just, like, I seen him. I'm like, damn, I'm, like, a little scared of him. I didn't really, really know him. It just, in the first time we met, he had just beat someone's ass. His lip was all fucked up, and it was quivering. He had a cut lip, and it was quivering. And I'm like... Man, I'm like, dude, I would love to show you some, some, you know, rubber guard shit, you know, and come on down to the gym. And I, it, for a second, I thought, man, this guy, he could snap on me. <laughs> he ended up being a super fucking sweetheart. He's totally cool. I love Alan Belcher. But when he tried to punk me, what was the premise of it? I don't, I don't even remember. remember. He got mad about something. I don't remember. But I remember as soon as it started coming, as soon as it happened, he was screaming. I turned to the camera and went, no. Like he was trying to fight you? No, no, no. It wasn't me. What was he saying? I was on the outside. I was on the outside. You you were trying to keep him from getting mad about something. He was, I think he was going to, start a fight with a bouncer or something he was getting nuts with a bouncer and i was going oh no fuck we got a crazy motherfucker on our head <laughs> he's gonna fight a bouncer right now that is a problem if you <laughs> if you hang out with a certain number of mma fighters there's a few you know always one or two that's a loose cannon you never know a couple of drinks getting them shaking that <laughs> junie browning was at my school last night <laughs> How's he? How's he doing? He's, oh he's totally cool man i love junie browning but before i actually met him he was the only guy ever that I saw on The Ultimate Fighter. And, you know, we're always backstage running into these guys all the time. And the new season comes on, I go, oh, I got to remember these dudes because I'm going to be running into them all the time. I don't want to not know their names and feel like a total douchebag. So I'm like, this, I'm like watching the show, studying their fighting techniques, seeing what kind of fighter they are and what kind of personality they have. When they showed Junie Browning on top, I thought to myself, man, this guy can snap on anybody I don't want to get to know this guy. <laughs> I yeah. I made the decision in my head. Don't get close to that guy. Do you that guy was told him that? We were in Las Vegas. We we're eating at yes. the nine at the yes. Palms. Yes. And he was a really nice guy. And what happened was, and no, he was a big fan of yours. And that's I tried to avoid him. I didn't even want to talk to him. I just thought from the show they made him seem like a total lunatic, right? So. Um, and Sean Tompkins trained him, and he just fucked somebody up on a spike show in Vegas. And we're at nine. The place is packed. I see Sean Tompkins walking towards me. And I'm like, I love Sean Tompkins. So as soon as he came up, I like, you know, we gave, we gave each other a little hug, and I saw that, oh, damn, Junie Browning's right behind him and his buddy. So I hugged Sean Tompkins and kind of looked the other way, trying to pretend like I didn't notice Junie Browning. I'm going, <laughs> fuck, man, here he comes. He's coming right for me. Shit, he's with Sean Tompkins. I hear him right next to me. He's like right over my shoulder. And he almost passed me by, but his buddy from Kentucky said, hey, there's Eddie Bravo. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to come up. So he tapped me on the shoulder, and I looked over, and I was, hey, dude, what's going on, dude? Great fight. Fuck. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm, I'm actually talking to him. Holy shit, what's going to happen? And then he goes, bro, man, we're always studying your books and smoking weed and, and, um, and uh, on the mats with your book out. I do rubber guard. I got a good twister. And all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa. This guy's this guy's a tenth planet fan. Like all of a sudden, I go, I gotta give this guy a chance. Maybe maybe I prejudged him, and uh, he turned out to be a fucking cool guy, man. And you know he's thinking about moving to L.A. and to get away from Vegas. He's not partying anymore. He just wants to clean up his life and and uh, make a, a big comeback. Still a young kid, right? Isn't he? Yeah, like he's twenty-five. Totally, he's funny as hell, dude. Is he? He's funny. That motherfucker is funny. <laughs> he doesn't have to be drunk. After jujitsu, we hung out in the parking lot and. Uh, 
he made all of us laugh quite a few times. He's got some witty ass shit, man. That's he's funny. a cool dude. He just, you know, he had a bad upbringing. His dad used to beat the shit out of him. And you're going to come up, you know, you're going to have it's a hard. little kinks, you know, yeah. a couple kinks. That's yeah. all. I mean, we've run into so many guys over the years that started out like that and then eventually got their shit together, you know, one way or another. I mean, it's it's fun to watch guys like that evolve and become something better than they, what they were. Yeah. Like Chris Lieben, perfect yeah. example. Of a guy who started out as kind of a brawler, and now he's like a fucking like after you put Aaron Simpson away, yeah. like he's like a seasoned motherfucker now. Triangled you know? Akiyama, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. Chris Lubin's a bad man. He's smart, man, yeah. and I believe that Junie Browning. I really believe that he's too smart to throw his life away. He's that smart. He's mm. if he was an idiot, he might just he might just keep fucking. Well, up. Well, he would benefit from hanging around you, man. If he, if you know, you understand troubled childhoods and, and, and channeling that shit into, you know, something positive and being around positive people, man, that's the most important thing to, for having a positive life, being around a bunch of other people that are on the same wavelength as you yeah. and are trying to do the same shit. And that's one of the cool things about uh, Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu in Hollywood is that everyone is super positive there and it all trickles down from you, you know, Thank you, sir. Well, you know that, right? I mean, it all trickles down from you. I mean, a lot of places, if you go to there and the, the instructor's kind of douchey and, you know, people People can get douchey with each other, and there's none of that at, at our place. Everybody's yeah. very cool. All I'm doing really is acknowledging that everyone has an ego. I have an ego. Everybody has an ego. And I just, every day, I try to do things to keep that ego in check. Because if I don't, if I'm not consciously trying to keep it in check, sometimes it just pops up and, and fucks up. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I and th it, it rubs off on my students. My students are constantly, you know, if, if like their ego flares up, you know, they can catch themselves. They can correct themselves. It's a lifelong process, man. You know, everybody has an ego, and they, everyone struggles this with it. This podcast is a part of that, too, man. I've talked to uh, a bunch of people that I've met all over the world. One of the most important ones was this kid that I met in Boston who's from Ireland who was explaining that, man, he goes, I don't, we don't have anybody like this near me. No one talks like this. No one gives us this. The, the, there's no one around that, that's like a, a thinker this way, that thinks about life this way, that's open-minded. And he goes, and because of this podcast, it's making me like, like reassess the way I evaluate life and reassess the way I talk and think about things. Having guys like you teaching jujitsu, having a podcast like this, like, this is like a serious... It's like a serious connection we have to all these people. And they help me too, man. I've, I've gotten a bunch of, bunch of cool tweets from people and inspirational shit and cool articles that people have tweeted me and, you know, cool things that people post on the message board. And it's all like a big thing together, you know? It's all a big thing, everybody helping everybody else. Yeah, it's so much fun. Every day I drive to class. I remind myself on the way to class like how lucky I am. Like I'm dry. This is my job. I mean, I don't even look at like a, look at like a job. Look at like a job. Look at it like a job. Sorry, but I mean, every day is a day off for me, man. And I appreciate so much just going to class and everyone's just sitting there and they're waiting for me to teach them how to strangle. Like, you know, in an efficient way. Like, how fucking lucky am I? I can't believe it. Every day, it's it's amazing. And the cool thing about jujitsu for people who don't know is everybody's real friendly to each other, man. I mean, people catch people all the time in, in, in you know, in arm bars and chokes and shit like that. And, you know, you don't want to get caught, but there's no, no fights ever break out. No bullshit ever happens. It's all just, you know, damn, I got caught. All right, what did I do wrong? Oh, you forgot to put your arm in. Oh, shit. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, you know, and it's it's a massive misconception about jujitsu that jujitsu classes are a bunch of meatheads, they're douchebags, they're dickheads, and they think it's like we train in a cage. And it's a bunch of computer nerds yeah. that 
that are playing the ultimate virtual reality game. Because if you're into video games and like killing someone by pressing a button, but no one's really dying, but you enjoy that that feeling, jujitsu is the ultimate virtual reality video game. It's where Wii is going to end up. The Wii is feeling more like a baseball bat, like a golf club. How about you can can actually kill people, you know, theoretically or you know, with jujitsu. You put someone in a choke, they tap out. It was like you killed them because if you didn't let them go, you would actually kill them, and you could learn. You can, it's anybody. There's so many jujitsu schools all over the world. You can learn how to systematically and scientifically break limbs and put people to sleep. There's like over 20 different ways you can put someone to sleep just with the neck. You know, there's probably more. I'm just guessing at least 20. All these different chokes, so many different variations of guillotines and darses and jackets. That, and it becomes just a really fun game, too. It's an amazing yeah. game. Yeah. It's and a it's killing a game, game where, I mean, uh, I hurt my arm like a couple of weeks ago, you know, but like, you know, uh, for the most part, when you get, you go to, you know, you get involved in like, like serious rolling with somebody, everybody's fine at when it's over, you know, you get caught with something, you just tap and 99% of the time you're fine. Every now and then you'll get something and something will get tweaked or your knee will get twisted. I know you had a, a knee problem that happened recently. Oh, I, both my knees are fucked up. But it's so fun. You never think about stopping doing it. You just think, no. man, I can't wait for myself to heal up. Exactly. So I can get back yeah. in. You're like, fuck. Like when you, when you tweak something, you're like, God damn it. I'll probably be out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Shit. And it's just fun. It's so much fun. I mean, it's it, think about this. You have to work out. Everybody has to work out. If you're in perfect shape, you have to maintain. You have to keep working out. Why not work out and learn how to take people out, put them to sleep at the same time? And it's and it's the ultimate <laughs> video game. Yeah. It's exercise. You learn some serious self-defense that can come up at any time in your life. It's valuable, and it gives you so much confidence. And it's so much fun. It kills video games. It's like there's and then you meet a lot of great people that have their ego in check because if you That's don't have if you don't have your ego in check, then you, those people don't survive jujitsu. The tapping is an ego a, a, a douchebag filter. The tapping, because dudes that are just just their e where it's where their ego rules them. They can't jump on the mat and get tapped out. They run from it, or they get on the edge of the mats. Are like, no way, am I gonna let people tap me out? And and they don't really don't know what's going on. But subconsciously, the fear of being dominated and tapping out by losing, looking like a weakling, that scares people away. You got to look at it like you're just learning. Of course, you're gonna get tapped out in the beginning. And the more the more you come, the more dedicated you are. As time passes, you start tapping dudes out occasionally but still you're usually tapping you're a beginner but ultimately one or two years man you you can minimize those taps and you're getting you're learning if you did jujitsu for two years the odds are in a street fight one-on-one -on -one, the odds are way on your side way on your side you know anybody could Anything could happen in a street fight, but man, a guy that's trained jujitsu two years against a guy who has zero training on the ground, hmm. Another you, great aspect of it is that it calms down your body, and it makes you realize how much of an influence stress and just the fact that we have this ancient chimpanzee hardware in our system. Our bodies are set up for hunting and gathering and carrying things, and our bodies are set up to exert a certain amount of energy, and if you don't exert a certain amount of energy with your body, your body starts to betray you, and you start to get really stressful, and you start to snap at things. They wouldn't ordinarily snap out or you shouldn't rationally be upset about it allows you to put things into perspective It calms your body down. That's very important. man. Yeah, I mean are you saying jujitsu is better than quake? 
are you going to start that? Account, <laughs> There's a bunch of people put a, a bunch of videos of cool video games that are out there, man. And fuck, you know, like to try to tell me that there's all these d different video games. Man, there's some insane shit. There's this one, I don't know the name of it, but they were, uh, it was like, it looked like they were in the jungle and they were like near some, like, it looked like some Mayan temples and shit. The graphics are insane. Russian attack? I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. I don't remember. What it, was. it was someone put just, you know, a demo up hmm. and then someone put Crisis. Oh, Fallout, I bet. I don't know what it was. Was, but it, the demo was insane and then crisis was another one it was pretty interesting a bunch of dudes running around shooting people but then i put a video i went to watch a video of quake online and i go back to what i said nothing can fuck with quake it's just <laughs> i understand that these games are beautiful i understand these games have all these cool things you can do there's the latest version of quake though, right? it's quake 4 yeah, yeah okay. I don't, all i want to do is fuck people up in one-on-one -on -one death matches that's what i like to do but yeah you're you're that's not even talking <laughs> I understand what you're saying, man. No, I'm just saying that if you like death matches, they've taken the the formula of death matches and just added on to it for like the last 15, 20 years or whatever. How long? Well, Quake been. Three was. I mean, Quake Four was uh, two thousand something. It was like so two thousand five or two thousand six. All right, so for the last five, six. Maybe I should. I don't. I might not be. But but they they've, they've just taken the formula. They even used the same engine on Call of Duty when it first came out, and they've just improved it, improved it, improved it. And like a lot of these games, like last week, I wasn't talking about like keyboard and mouse necessarily is better than controller argument my my point is is that the games you, are better now the, the games are better now and they're not geared towards the accuracy of a keyboard and mouse as much as they are geared for just having a fun experience in right. a video game yeah there's a lot of auto aim going on well do people you, do those even, driving it's games auto, auto yeah, aim is just easier to people still do those driving games yeah yeah Totally. To me, though, the, what, what's fun to me about video games, I understand all that, but what's fun to me is just I got addicted straight up to one-on-one -on -one matches and even like team death matches, you know, just the fact that you have this incredibly precise control over the Yeah, you're more like the pool statistic version exactly. of the video games. Exactly. That's, I mean, it's all just That's a very small majority. To. Yeah, most people like to play football games and the controller is perfect for that. Right. With, with Quake games, those one-on-one -on -one first-person shooters, it's just so precise. It's so addictive, man. What you were talking about, was your cousins addicted to yeah. games? No, my nephew. Nephew. Man, when I was a little kid, if they hit me with some Quake, I would have lost my life. I would have never got into martial arts. I would have never got productive with my life. I would have never paid attention in school. Joe, there's a game on Steam that you can play on your Mac that has nothing to do with it. But I want you to, if, next time you're bored and you just want to spend, because it's a really short game, so you can't get addicted to it. Like, it's like literally, you could beat it in like six hours. Really? But it's called Portal. And six I think hours? Jesus, I ain't got six hours i got kids no no I mean, I mean but six hours spread up for like months but no, whatever. that's a dick but, but that's an addiction right you there. will that that game alone will set your mind racing to what really? how crazy video games are nowadays so what is the best one right now like if i wanted to get something for like uh, an xbox put, and something that's just gonna blow my fucking mind gears of war for you i would probably go with more of like a borderlands or something like that what but, is borderlands? but I, would, I would i would actually find a game that you could play on your mac you know uh like a, a game like call of duty that you can play i think you call of duty 4 is on there and there's a couple scenes from call of duty 4 that will blow your fucking mind you know just that visual. red there's a red one red something cowboy one uh don't get that that's shit what is that one that's just grand theft auto but using a horse and cowboy what's it called it's called red dead dawn or something like that i gave it a chance but i, I was like all right this is grand theft auto i don't want to play it anymore that was a hugely successful game, though. Super, you know, it's just people like that formula, and I'm sure it's bigger and better than Grand Theft Auto, but for me, I just played it, and I'm like, I'm done with that. I don't want to play that anymore. I'm over that. They say that EA martial arts game is a bust. Nobody's buying it. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't played the UFC. Do you have, like, a yeah, I got box one. of... Yeah, I'll give you one. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, there, there's a new one we're working on right Joey now. Joey Diaz. Who, who do you think this is? Joey Diaz. What the fuck? Pick up the phone, cocksucker. That's not what happened. Go back to that Alex Jones transcript. Uh, so your call's gone. That's Brian Callen. Brian Callen must have just gotten to the tank. Right before we were going to do the uh, podcast, he was about to get in the tank for oh, the first time. That's what was Brian? Here? Yeah. Cool. No, not here. No, at the place in Venice. Oh. The headquarters, floatlab.com. So I think what we got out of today is that Eddie Bravo loves UFOs. <laughs> I love them. And jujitsu. I love them like bunnies. And uh, Brian loves cats. And one hit of weed instead of three. You got too high today? No, no. I'm just saying that I liked my high, high today. With yeah. One hit. I think that's all I need no, to do. No, no more than on. two. And two, if they're going to be two, it's two light ones. Your shit fucking fucked me up this weekend, by the way. Like, he, like we smoked before we went on stage. Uh, actually, we smoked. Oh, we should talk about that. We, we smoked, and then Joey Diaz told me five minutes later, going, oh, I'm going to put you up on stage. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going up. sold out Joe Rogan show. No. And it, it, it uh. So I was completely baked out of my mind the first couple of days. Well, what we did this weekend, what was different, was uh, we took Esther on the road. It was little Esther, who's Brian's friend, who's a, um, an emerging stand-up comedian in L.A., and she's only 22 years old. She's only been doing comedy like two years. And uh, we just said, well, let's just fucking, just for a, uh, an, an experiment, see what it's like to take this kid and throw her up in front of a real crowd. Like She did great. Yeah, too. she killed. LittleEster.com. Dude, she's fucking good, man. She's confident and smooth. And for someone who's only been doing comedy for two years, she's way better than I was two years into it. And I told her that. When I was two years into it, I was a mess. I was a clunky fucking goofy mess she's, is, she, is it okay that she's is she known for looking really young yeah that's, yeah that's, that's, like, like that's one of her characters yeah she looks like she's 12 seriously yeah. what's yeah. her name esther little esther, esther. Yeah. little esther her feet seriously are smaller than my hands but smell like they're twice as big whoa just kidding what the fuck bro <laughs> she's, why are you throwing uh, her under the bus man? she's she's funny man she was she funny. hilarious she did a good job and you did a good job too man it was interesting watching you loosen up from the first set you did on thursday night to the last set you did on saturday night which was your best one right you slowly I have got something to admit to you joe that second set saturday i acted like i smoked marijuana before i went on stage before i went on stage the second shot? You Remember acted? before we all we all smoked? Oh, you didn't really smoke no. it? No, because I was like, really? no, and you're like, I do it, do it. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. Oh, right. so, so the then best I... show that you had was the one where you weren't high. Right. Hmm, you weren't high at all? No, high at all. You must have been a little high Well, from the, the first, first time, but that was like so, three hours. So it had so. leveled off. Right. It's because you were nervous. Weed isn't that great when you're nervous, man. And he realized that, that you were probably you high and got paranoid. And you well, I was getting high... Like going and then going on stage like five minutes later. That's not a good mix for me. I don't it's not a good mix yeah. for the podcast either. Yeah. Before we've done the many times we we get high right before we do the podcast like today. Right. The first words out of my mouth were like oh, 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 oh. they don't come out that good. Right. But like right now we're two hours in. It's all smooth. But and once you're killing, once you're killing and you're really confident and you can't wait to go on stage, then the weed will take it through the roof. Yeah, but even then you got to make sure you don't get too high. I think Red Bull yeah. and vodka one or two, one or two of them before on stage is the key ingredient for stand up comedy. One or two Red Bulls and vodka? Red Bull vodka, mm. yeah. I like a little bit of weed yeah. and some calisthenics. Yeah, my, my best teaching always comes from me being high when I teach because I'm so confident with it that it adds to it. Yeah. Like, I'll be pissed off. Like, if I, for, if I forget, like, I forgot to, I don't have weed right now, and I didn't uh, teach class today stoned this morning. I didn't teach class. I, I felt pretty good. I mean, I feel it was a good class, but I always feel like when I'm high, it's just. Like, I don't want the class to end. I want her to keep going. I want more time. When I'm in that space and in that zone, like, shit, I'm running out of time. There's so much i got to say and show. 
When we I did like the Alex feeling. Jones show, uh, we got high in the car right before we went in there. Really high. We went like three hits. <laughs> Alex Jones' and show we, would be cool, huh, though? Well, it's yeah. it's bewildering, though, because when we walked in, you know, I walked in. Joe, they're about to de, uh, devalue the dollar. They're going to take the dollar away. It's been proven. It's here in, in Forbes. They're x-raying your home. They're driving by in vans, and they're taking photos of you irradiating your house with deadly radiation that can give cancer. He's poor people so it's like you go from right out of the car everybody's uh-huh. laughing we're talking shit we're breaking down country music there was like some ridiculous country music song you know but lonely girls make the best lovers yeah. remember that what's that shit? i don't know we were <laughs> laughing our asses off and then you go right in there death destruction new world order elites global warming what was he saying about uh, radiation and, and all that oh, shit? Dude, this is a crazy fucking real thing they're doing where they're driving through neighborhoods and they're blasting these cars with these super powerful x-rays from these vans. And they're looking inside vehicles. They have photos of this shit. It was in Forbes magazine. He pulls up the story and shows it to me, and they're doing it to houses, too. They just drive by and point this fucking crazy x-ray gun at cars and see right through them. They show all these photos of people looking at, like, bricks of cocaine in the back of a van. I'm like, this is nuts, man. Like, they, they, can, they can shoot x-rays it just makes me. It just makes me really wonder, though, how, like, people go on the, the radiation, like, what exactly, how strong it is. Because, like, I, the other day I was talking to my dentist, and he said, like, you know, uh, this radiation is about equal to standing next to a microwave. That's you what know? he said? Yeah, something like that. I forget. I don't know what so it is. So you should wear a lead vest when you microwave some popcorn? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's for. But that he said it's not that big a deal. That's why he's not wearing a lead vest, you know, and... Well, the crazy thing is that there's radiation around us all the time, right? There's right. radiation like your cell from phone space is, and microwaving your brain every time you put it up to your Yeah, ear. no one knows what's happening with those, yeah. right? Yeah. So what happens, though, when you're in your car, though, and you got a hands-free? Is that okay? Well, not when you have your phone between your crotch, when you know when you're driving. You're cooking your dick. <laughs> there was a, a study released recently that said that laptops cook your balls. Oh, yeah. They cook your sperm. That's what I, that's what I totally. Makes your do. sperm ineffective. If you have your laptop on your lap? Yeah, you're cooking your balls. Yep. But not up there. No, 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 it's no, no, because of the heat. The heat. The heat. The yeah. heat cooks your balls. Yeah, I never put my laptop on my lap. Yeah, I got this thing for that very reason. So I got this little pad that like sits on the laptop. It makes it more comfortable anyway, because the bottom is like soft, so it sort of molds to your legs. And with that note, you got that Italian uh, song? No, it wasn't. It says... Uh, yeah, you, find YouTube it, user does not allow mobile views or something like that. What? Yeah. <sighs> So sad. Is this it? That would have been the perfect yeah. ending. What is this you're playing? Fatboy Slim again. Another Fatboy Slim? Well, it's the same thing. It's like a it sounds two, like you love him. It's like a two-hour... If you go to his website, it's called Fatboy Slim Summer Mix, and it's just a free download. It's like a... I think you love him minutes. like Eddie loves UFOs. I think I do, too. Not that much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the podcast. Next week, um, we're in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's me and Tommy Segura at uh, the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Um, you're going to have to find where that shit is. I don't know where it is. It's like an hour from Detroit. But we're doing two shows, 1, 8, and 10.30. It's on my Twitter. It's on JoeRogan.net. Um, thank you to The Fleshlight for sponsoring this podcast. As always, you can go to JoeRogan.net and enter into the code, I believe is Rogan, right? Yep, Rogan. And you get, you get 15% off, so totally. you can fuck that shit, it's yo. the best thing ever. Eddie, bravo. Thank you very much for coming on. As always, thank my friend. And if people want to reach you, 10thplanetjj.com. That's it. And on Twitter, it's at uh, Eddie Bravo. And, of course, Brian. 
Brian Redband at Redband. If you want to tell little Esther that you were in Austin, Texas, and you thought she was awesome and you were so proud of oh, her, she's listen, little Esther. Listen what? to her on Adam Carolla t- tomorrow. Oh, okay. When Live. is that? Uh, I don't know. Just <laughs> she's blowing the fuck up. The kid's blowing up. Yeah. She's on Adam Carolla. We had her here first, bitch. Yeah. She, we took her on the road. Yeah. She's she's talented. Some things are gonna happen. Joey Diaz is Mad Flavor on Twitter. And uh, thank you every month, everybody. And um, that's it. We'll see you next week. Love you, bitches. See ya. Later. Thank you.